The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Well, I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like their match? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? Happy Monday. Welcome into a post-NFC AFC Championship edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt, our guy, Jeffrey Benson. He'll be here momentarily. Yes. We'll get him to break down everything happening at Circa and the weekend and the two weeks as we head towards the first ever Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. Live yep. on YouTube, live on Twitter, replayed on SiriusXM. Channel 159 and on Sports Grid Television. How are you, sir? A little blue and red we got going on here, so it, it, it works. Figured you'd be in the red, so I figured I had to offset something. I figured you'd be in Kansas City stuff, um, you know, because they, they beat the Chiefs. We got JC from KC is here in the chat. Everyone is here in the chat waiting to come at you. For what? A metaphor for the Chiefs. I bet, I bet the Chiefs yesterday. Only because you had the Ravens on the other side. Yeah. What's The idea is to make money, right? Make money. That's ideally, that is the best. <laughs> I made money. I made money. Every single so, time. But I yes. Bet four, I bet four units on the Chiefs yesterday. Yep. 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 <laughs> so that was good. You um, made money yesterday. I, we got enough red. So San Francisco mm. red. Chiefs red. We're going to be yes. painted in red. All the purple. Sad. Ravens. <laughs> Talk to Kevin from Circa as well. We're going to have Benson on. But all those people that had the Ravens, money line, tease down. Tough, tough one. That's a tough one to get over. And then Lions, I, I will get into it. I, I just, um, which loss is worse? I've been thinking about this for a bit. I I think the Lions' loss is way worse. Mm. I I I don't I don't want that to be the truth. Like I don't I don't want that to be true. I just don't know how it's not when you're up twenty four seven at the break. Like you've got thirty like, minutes away, worse just, than being the one seed, best record, home game, everything going for you. You got the yeah. nice like. Kind of murky weather. It's tough to pick them. I don't know which is worse. That might be our first question for the chat, for the group. Which loss is worse? I mean, we got a lot of, I feel bad, Daniel G. Here's LL. Lions lost way worse. Maybe because they were winning. The Ravens were never winning. Yeah, it's funny when the Red Sox, I I wore the Red Sox thing because I, I, the the analogy I'm going to make is the 2018 Red Sox to the, to the chiefs this year. Hold on. We're going to, we're going to, you work the Red Sox into the analogy for the Super Bowl because, because the Red Sox, because the Red Sox, no, because the Red Sox in 2018 won the world series and they weren't a very good baseball team. Like they just found their way to, they just won games. 
Like it wasn't, they weren't an all time great baseball team. They, they had, they were good defensively. They had really good starting pitching. They had a good bullpen, but their offense was kind of eh, but they just did the right things. They had the right moments. They did the right things to win it all. And like, I kept on looking at the chief team. Like I was like, this is the 2018 Red Sox. It's like the, the chiefs forced turnover. So they absolutely deserve credit, but they did not score a point in the second half. Didn't have to. Well, in most championship games, you have to <laughs> like in most cha- they've scored 14 points in the postseason in the last two games in the second half, both against Buffalo and they're in the Super Bowl. Good now, hundred percent. But if Zay Flowers doesn't do the taunting and if Zay Flowers doesn't extend the football and oh. if Lamar does, there's a lot of ifs that go into this. It was three. Oh, good teams win the turnover battle. Chiefs, good team. No debating it. But like, this is not like an all-time great Chiefs team. Like, we're not going to talk about this team, you know, after the if they if they do win, win or lose, this Chiefs team is not going to be talked about all that much. If it's, they win, they're a dynasty. They're going to be talked correct. about forever. No, the not this team though. They did the, the Chiefs team will be called, but not the 2024 Chiefs. No. It's like the 2003 Patriots. Like the Patriots are are are, are a dynasty. But no one talks about the 03 Patriots team. It's like they beat Carolina. Ooh. <laughs> like they won the Super Bowl, but like, eh, you know, it's, it, no one talks about that team. They talk about the 04 team more than they talk about the 03 team for the Patriots. So it's just, it's about the franchise. You know, they're, they win their dynasty. Absolutely. I mean, their first team to go back to back in 20 years, they'll have three championships in six years. It doesn't fit into my three and four, but back to back means, yeah especially if you won one previously. So yes, they're a dynasty, but they lose their two and two over the last six years, which is still really damn good. And a dynasty. No, not a dynasty. No, you have to win. Chiefs have to, for me to call them a dynasty, they got to win. They lose. And uh, they're the bills. They're the Ravens. I mean, you won. Got to win it all. Uh, Farrell just came in the chat. This is what I was thinking. This is why I'm reading it. Uh, the Ravens with perspective should be disappointed in the season, the Lions with perspective should be happy with the season. The Ravens lost worse. That's where I'm at with it. Can you put a poll up? Well, before sure. Benson oh, gets in here, hold on. Which loss is worse, in your opinion? And again, it's just an opinion, and that's what we're right. giving here on the show. The Ravens one is tough to stomach because they had everything there. They earned that position to be the home team in the number one seed. In the championship game. Right. And you play all year for that right, for that right. And I mean the Chiefs went on the road back to back weeks. Yep. Beat Buffalo. Yep. Beat Baltimore. Nobody's gonna talk about them if they lose. I don't know. I I I I think you're gonna be talking about them for a while. They have the best player on the field. Mahomes started the game with a record number of completions. They had a nine-minute yeah. drive. Do you, know, you know whose record he broke? Let me guess. Tom Brady? Rich Gannon. Rich Ooh. Gannon? All right. So before you jump up and down about that record, he broke Rich Gannon's record. whoop to do Like, it's not okay. Like, not. I'm not I'm not overly, like, going to fall over myself because of that record. In a row. Did you see his chart path? We'll get to, we'll get, get to the Matt Chatham tweet here in a second, which is hysteric, which is really accurate and really interesting. Mahomes had like five passes beyond 20 yards the whole game. He dinked and dunked his way to the victory. I mean, he just, he played Sounds within like the system. It worked, it worked for Tom Brady. For no debating time. it. Absolutely. But like, 
the, the reaction is of the Ryan Clarks of the world who are falling over themselves saying, this is the greatest quarterback to ever do it. I've never seen anything like this in my life. What the hell are you talking about? We've seen, I mean, you could make a case that Brock Purdy was better than Mahomes on Sunday. Did you put that poll up in the chat? Yeah, it's up now. I missed it. I don't see it. Didn't it's post. There. I will post it. It's getting voted on right now. Is it? Yeah, you just don't see it for whatever reason. It's there. 55% are on the line so far. That's Which being the worst. Being the worst. Oh, there it is. I hit that button. There's a button at the top now. Oh, All you right. have to like, oh, to see it? You have to hit a button? Well, it's next to the, I hit something next to the messages. There it is. Oh, so okay. popped up. Yeah, it's there. Um, overall, mm. though, the games, did the games live up to the billing? Yes. Yeah. Both games are great. Different type of games, obviously. Right. But I, I was pretty happy as a football yeah. fan first and someone in the gambling space second. It Worked sucks. Okay. Though. I mean, it, it does suck that there are. I mean, I guess not in the Lions. I mean, Dan Campbell, I guess, is playing the GOAT, the bad version of the GOAT for the Lions. But Zay Flowers is going to have a really hard offseason. Like, <laughs> he's both rookies, both Jameer Gibbs and Zay Flowers. You see why coaches hate rookies. They both had monumental game-changing mistakes in the second half that arguably cost their team the game. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, when when you look at it and narrow it down to one play here, one play there, yeah, maybe. But well, I mean, a fumble a inside questions. the thirty-yard line by Gibbs is, a, is a, and it went the wrong way on the handoff, so that was really bad. So when that 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 kept the waterfall going for the for the for the Niners in the third quarter, and then you're Zay Flowers and you get a taunting penalty, it backs you up, and then to make up for the taunting penalty, you try to dive into the end zone and Snead punches the ball out because you extended it and didn't hold on to it. Unbelievable play. Great don't play. Don't need to extend the ball. You don't need to do that. That's the mistake. Like you have to make sure you get there and the ball is the most important thing. You cannot turn the football over there. Just go down at the two yard line and he dove ball got punched out. Awesome play, but you can't let the defense have a chance to do that. Like you just can't expose the football like that. And that's what happened. So Zay flowers is not only the taunting penalty, which is, I mean, I didn't like it. I get it. It's letter of the law. I get it. But it's the NFC AFC championship weekend. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like the referees were very selective in what they were going to call and when they chose to call it. I mean, the Van Noy on sportsman, like, or, or, you know, unnecessary roughness on Kelsey was the stupidest call of the weekend. Like they had some really, that crew did not have a good day. Like on both sides, that crew did not have a good day. Yeah. The taunting penalty was, uh, that one, the Van Noy one, was was a bit much. But listen, they didn't run the ball. All they did earlier in the season was right. run the ball. They didn't right. run the ball. Like there's a lot of question marks there. Munkin panicked. I mean, Todd Munkin arguably just he got nervous because the Chiefs' defense did a really good job of stopping them on first down, right? Running the football, and instead of going back to it and setting up, you know, second and nine to third and seven. They threw the ball on second down and were in third and seven anyway. <laughs> and, and had, you know, both those passing attacks, I found like, why is everyone throwing the ball, you know, sideline to sideline? Nobody wanted to throw the ball vertically in that game. It was weird. Yeah. Until, yeah, until the end when they threw the ball to MVS, right. <laughs> you know, the shot to, to ice the game at the end. Deuce, Deuce Daly just came in and chat said, Ravens got bullied from opening warmups and didn't know how to react. I don't know about that. I don't agree with that at all. No, I, I think I they got. 
I mean, the Chiefs went down and scored an opening drive. Yep. The Ravens did not answer. Starts to just the mindset's different there, right? Like, oh, well, okay. no, the Ravens were three and out first. Then they and then, punted, and then then the Chiefs right. went three and we went down and scored, and then it was three and out again. So it was it was, it was the Chiefs established in the beginning. The G, they definitely established like this is going to be a defensive minded game. This is we're we're you know take the ball, we're going to defer whole Patriots thing, you know, defer, try to double dip after halftime, but you know, before halftime and after halftime. Uh, the thing that struck me the most was I felt like Lamar Jackson was uncomfortable the entire game. And it wasn't just because of pressure. Pressure was there. Right. Even when he was untouched, he was rushed. His throws were rushed. He didn't know when to run, when not to run. Like he just didn't look confident on the field, which is unlike Lamar, but he's one in four at home in the playoffs. Now, like this is not a small sample size. This is five home playoff games. Lamar has won one and the one he won. They had to rally. Yeah. <laughs> they were down to the Texans. So like, I, I just find it really interesting. Like the playoffs is such a different beast and you really do get to see how people handle that level of pressure and intensity. And I'm not saying I would do any better, but it is clear that the Ravens are a different team in the playoffs and Lamar Jackson did you email is Jeff, by the way. Oh, interesting. I thought I did. Hold on. Let me he said he doesn't have an email. Okay. Hold on. Let me go and figure that. I thought I had sent him an email. Um, yeah, wait, I did. I'll do it again. Um, to get him in here. Um, uh, all right. I'll do it right now. Well, okay. That's sent. They're voting. And and again, it, it's hard to. I don't know if one has to be worse than the other. I think it's no. again, it's just an opinion. Losses but, suck. <laughs> Either yeah, way, it's, it's tough. It's no it's good loss. Different style of games. It was a yeah. totally defensive game, where one mistake or two mistakes change the game, the outcome of the game. And their eight rush attempts by anyone not named Lamar was a, a poor game plan. Especially when you had two good backs, Hill. Right. I, I, and I, they I, had success with the first Edwards. couple runs that they had. So that's why I think Munkin got down and Munkin panicked. I think Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator, who has a lot of latitude to call the plays, brought in from Georgia, was I felt like once they went down, he went, Oh no, this defense right. is really hard to score against. Yeah. We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And it was like Throw, 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 throw. And you're asking a guy who is a decent passer of the football. He's much better than what he was. He's improved a ton to read defenses. And at 26, he's in full command. He's going to be a two-time MVP here in a week. But, like, there are concerns, and and I I agree with John. Anytime you, let Le- you want L- Lamar to throw 39 times, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, but like it's so strange because it wasn't 24 nothing. Like that's Correct. when you have to yes. abandon everything you do. You're yes. down three scores or more and all right, look, we got to line up and pass every every play. We got to run hurry up. We got to you know. Right. It was it was 10 nothing, I think, right? It was 7 7 nothing. Then I believe it was No, they tied it 7-7. Seven, seven. And then uh Yes, right. Yes. It was then it was it was 14, seven, seven it was 17, 17 10, it was 17 7 to, Forever. Yeah, 17 7. 7 at one point. Yeah, it was 17 7 at break. At, at the yeah. break. And they came but, out. Chief got the football, three and out, punt. Chief didn't score in the second half. Didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Dow, our guy, was there. 
Mrs. J. Dow KD did not get to go to the game, but he just came in and said the Ravens put quote unquote Super Bowl bound newspapers in the sweet pregame. I blame whoever came up with their idea. That was a, that was not why. I don't want to say that the, the, the Ravens underestimated the Chiefs, but like the fans, everybody was you know there was a lot of like just push them forward. They're the better team. They're this. They're that. Whatever. And it was like whoa. Casey earned that. They, they, their de- defense, defense, hundred percent, three points, tremendous, three points, three turnovers. You go to the other game. <laughs> what the hell was that? The Lions played a perfect first half. It did, and then Dan Campbell got cute. What the hell was that? Hold that thought. We'll get into all that breakdown because I have a lot to say on the Dan Campbell thing, but let's get Benson up here and on the, and on the show. My man this. is here. I'm trying to figure this out. Okay, let's see how this is going to work. What's Join, up, gentlemen? Joining us from Circus Sports is the one and only Hello, Jeffrey Jeff. Benson. Let me see how. See if you can get that fancy picture of him. Perfect. See, well, then that's the only picture of him. Oh. See, that's okay. the that, that's the. So we the, go back and forth between that and then us. I don't know. I'm trying We're to figure it up. All right, well, that's Jeff Benson. His <laughs> mouth will not move, but he looks great. He really let the hair go back then. He's keeping it a little tighter now for those of you. But, Jeffrey, it's good to hear you. We can't see you, which is your choice, not ours. We'd love to see you. Late night at the office. I believe early, it. Early morning. Busy uh, busy yeah. weekend, gentlemen. That's all, all right. good. I can imagine. Um, how... You know, listen, you sent out the SOS. You told Which one? The, the first game. We're going to talk about the first game first. The there was a lot of SOSs this weekend, gentlemen. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, let's talk about the first one. Um, Chiefs, Ravens. Ravens go to five. I'm getting texts and DMs from people all over the world. What the hell is going on at Circa? Why are they at five? No one else is. Can you explain that to people that are watching and listening to the show right now, please? Well, first, before we get into that, you know, some may call me a lion cheating son of a bitch. So, you know, know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. You know, when you look at when you look when you look at the DB screen and we were the only place at four and a half for days. Yes. And then we were the first to go to five. Yes. You know, that should tell you all you need to know, not necessarily about what we make the game, but, you know, the action that we've taken and the position that we're in. So for people to say, you know, that we are lying, that we don't need the Chiefs, this, that, and the other, um, was certainly, um, you know, an interesting stance to be taken. So, you know, when you go off, when you go off market like that, yeah. Did Goodell call you or not? (laughs) Because everybody thinks that he has a bat phone right to your desk (laughs) where he calls, he gives you the script and you just move the numbers and and, and just like, I mean, he didn't call yesterday, did he? He may have, you know, I'm... (laughs) You know, I'm a little inexperienced. You know, I don't have as much experience as you, Dave. So, uh, you know, still uh, still doing some things to put to pull the puppet strings. What type of liability in the futures market did you guys have on the Ravens? Did that influence the five at all? 
Absolutely. I mean, we had seven figures worth of liability, seven figures plus. Um, you know, you, you when you go into this game, you know, you, you you're you're looking to write uh, you know, Ravens money so that uh, you can mitigate some of that futures liability and you know, early early and often it was it was Ravens at three juiced it was ravens at three and a half it was ravens at four and you know that continued to push the number up uh and, and then ultimately day of uh you know we got a lot of kc money and uh we were happy to write it so the total was another point of discussion under's usually pretty good for the book is it not absolutely uh you know, when you look at where the screen opened last Sunday, there were some openers uh, in the Raven game uh, around 50. I believe mm-hmm. one off prominent offshore shop opened 50. We opened the lowest total in the world. And what do you know? They came right to our number. Huh. Hmm. So Funny we go- how that works. <laughs> so we, we go to the afternoon game and the Niners... What was halftime like for you guys? And, and and how much Niner money did you guys take at halftime with them down by, you know, 17 points going into a really uncertain second half? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about shops like MGM, you know, where everybody but Tom Brady is allowed to play. Oh, uh, yep. And then, you you know, you think about shops like us where, Mr. Mr. Brady's welcome with open arms. Uh, it's a little bit different in terms of the bets that you see. So, you know, we saw plenty of Lions money at halftime, uh, you know, whereas I think a lot of other shops, it was every in-game was probably Niner money. Every halftime bet was Niner money. Uh, you definitely get a little bit more two-way when you, uh, you know, you open your doors to Sharps as well. So for us, it wasn't like, you know, an avalanche of, of Niner money once they went down. Uh, we still saw some some two way, um, but we desperately, desperately needed uh, the Lions to get in the back door once the Niners mm-hmm. went up ten. Uh, I think Mister Stevens' plane ride home from the game uh, would have been even worse uh, than what it was. So to see uh, Goff and the boys go down uh, seven, you know, had they kicked the field goal, yeah, uh, seven seven would have been worse uh, yep. than ten. Yep. Uh, given where, uh, you know, we wrote bets all week. So for us, we, we desperately needed Niners by one to six. And fortunately they were able to get in the back door there after just choking away what was a masterful first half. Yes. And, uh, we, we had talked about that. Uh, when you watched the show back, we asked the audience what was lost was worse, whether it was the Ravens or the Lions and the votes so far have been on the Lions. So basically, overall, sum up the day. Chiefs, very good. Under, good. The the back door is always good. That's I mean, and again, you guys in the chat, get your mind out of the gutter. The back door cover, always good. The total, you got crushed on the on the over in the uh Niners and Lions game, right? That was the only loss of those four. Uh, am, am I correct in that assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously the, uh, you know, the day yesterday was pretty good. Um, you know, certainly, obviously we were trying to kill off that, uh, Ravens liability for both the conference and the Super Bowl. So good result there. 
And, uh, you know, the, the, the best thing is that we go into, uh, you know, a Super Bowl, which you've been a part of many of them, Dave. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you've got a future result where you, you win to both teams. So Beautiful. certainly a, a nice starting point. Uh, we definitely win, you know, quite a bit more to yep. the 49ers than what we do to the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, but certainly it's nice to be in the black. Uh, when you look at both of those teams from a future result, and now we can kind of figure out where we want to position ourselves uh, as we head into the Super Bowl here with two weeks to go. Jeff, so you guys opened, I believe you were at two and a half or two when you guys opened for the Niners. Money came instantly on Kansas City. We're down to one, one and a half in most books across the country here. Where do you think this thing will wind up at kick? If it flips and the Chiefs are a favorite, will you see Niner money come in and drive it back to being a Niner favorite or could Casey go off as a favorite? Yeah, I mean, for us, obviously, we opened two and a half uh, on San Fran and 48 on the total and yep. minus 138 on the money line. Uh, it's been Casey money early and often. Uh, you know, definitely seen a little bit of stances taken, uh, in terms of, you know, taking the points. And then we saw a little bit of, uh, money once we got down to one, we're still at one now, but, uh, total ticked down a little bit. Obviously Kansas city has a great defense. You know, the Niners looked like they could be run all over. So, yep. you know, I, I, I wonder if this total ticks back up, you know, once the public gets involved, maybe a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think the Sharps are going to back the under. Obviously, the public's going to back the over on everything. In terms of the side, you know, it's Dave, Dave can talk about it. But, it, you know, when you think about the Super Bowl, uh, you're certainly going to get a reduced uh, price on the dog in terms of the money line. Um, mm -hmm. So I would, based on what we've seen so far, it seems like it's trending towards, towards Pickham. Yep. You know, I think obviously, you know, the... Uh, Mahomes has been there before, you know, Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, you just have such an <laughs> experience factor with uh, with Kansas City, and, you know, he's the greatest of all time. So it, it should be interesting to see how it plays oh, out. I Jeff, can't. he's he's not the greatest of all time. This show's called Bostonian versus the book, and, you know, he's the greatest of all time. Upset. I just, Who is? I just got off arguing Twitter with somebody. I told him he doesn't know ball because he said Mahomes was was mediocre in in the game versus the Ravens. But he was. Eh. Anyway. He was. He had five uh, passes beyond the twenty yard, but around twenty yards. Jeff. He threw a dink and dunked his Thirteen percent com completion over expected. Nine point nine EPA. Ooh. Uh, Numbers. Yeah. yeah, and scored zero points in the second half. That's that 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 point is is fair, but um, <laughs> I mean, he scored he scored fourteen points in two games in the second half and two playoff games on the road. Like, I, I'm not going to be amazed by that. He's coming right? to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Stop smirching, Mahomes. I'm just saying we're not calling a guy with two rings over a guy who has seven, the greatest quarterback of all this time. Is the is, problem. See, this is the, this is the problem. Two seven. Tom Brady is, is not allowed to bet at BetMGM. But Tom Brady <laughs> is the goat, according to this show, Jeffrey. So be careful Fair when enough. you start throwing around the goat and it's not Tom Brady behind it. That's another issue. All right. So super. Yeah, Bowl. I mean, but but to get back to your initial yes. question, I think I think when you look at the screen, obviously this numbers come down from the open. It's it's trending towards Pickham. There will definitely be a buy point at some mm. point for the 49ers. Yes. You know, whether whether that's at one and it pushes the number back closer to what the opener is. Uh, or whether you see that at Pickham, 
I, I can't imagine any world in which the Chiefs go off favored, but wow. I, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I just think based upon the look ahead lines, yes. which had a decent amount of liquidity and San Fran closed in the two and a half neighborhood. I just think for this to, I mean, obviously these aren't as important points as say going from, you know, two to four or six oh. to eight, but mm. I would be very surprised if if Kansas City was the favorite here. I think I think the uh, the low point would be Pickham. All of the Chief fans relax. The Chiefs are not going to be favored. If they are favored, it will last for minutes, not even an hour. It will last, and the really? money See, will come that's on. So the interesting. So it will go back and forth. Jeff, ten years ago, the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. It had the Ravens. And the Niners, the lights went out just like they did on that CBS set at halftime. <laughs> and then they turned the lights on. The Niners ended up losing to the Ravens. The NFC representative lost to the AFC representative. A lot of people were mentioning that game. Mm-hmm. I'll mention this one. It was only, I believe, in 2020. Yep. And you were at Circa. I was at CG. We had the same exact matchup, Niners-Chiefs. The line bounced back and forth. The mattress guy flew into town and shopped around trying to get bets down and all that stuff. Do we have fatigue from this matchup or or, are we good? Like, because we're hosting the game. People have been coming to Vegas since the beginning of time for the Super Bowl. And we're going to get to what you guys are doing at Circa for the people and, you know, anyone that's coming to town. But we got the game here. Is it, is it, would you rather have seen someone else in the matchup or are you good with the matchup? I mean, personally, this was the best result for me. But uh, outside of that fact, I I, I think it's the best result uh, in terms – I don't think there's going to be fatigue. You know, I, I think you can't go wrong with Kansas City or Baltimore. I think, you know, the, the Niners are a bigger draw than obviously Detroit. You know, Mahomes on the grand stage versus, you know, Purdy and all the offensive weapons San Francisco has, you know, a rematch from, uh, you know, four years ago. Taylor Swift, you know, whatever you think of her. I mean, there's just going to be a a, a number of different great storylines here. Uh, So I I don't think there'll be any fatigue. I think it'll be a heavily, heavily bet game. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of injury concerns, uh, so that'll be definitely good from yeah. uh, you know, a prop perspective and things like that. So that, I, I, I don't think you could go wrong. Uh, I think it's a fantastic Super Bowl, and, and mm. I think it, we're going to write the hell out of it. So I, I agree. And obviously it's here in Vegas at Allegiant. Uh, so certainly interested to you see. You got tickets? Um, you know, I'll talk to the boss to see, uh, see if he's in a giving mood, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, I was going to offer up the circle limo, but if, you know, if you're going to be so kind and gracious, we'll, uh, van's better. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, obviously being in Vegas for the first time and seeing fans travel and, and all of that stuff. So certainly excited. What do you guys have? And you don't have to say everything, but like people are are going to be coming in. The, you know, we got California people, Arizona people. People are driving in. They're going to want to fly in. They're going to be going on. Obviously, Circa is a place that you want to go to and check out if you haven't seen it for the first time. What will you guys have going on either during the week, weekend of, or game day of? What's going on at Circa? Yeah, I mean, obviously, game day is going to be as insane as possible. You know, I would say. 
you know, if you, if you're, if you have a host, reach out to your host about any of the Super Bowl parties we're going to be having, you know, in, in any of our ballrooms, um, you know, get here early and often to get a spot at, uh, any of our bars. And then if you want to watch the game in the sports book or stadium swim, the world's largest pool amphitheater, you know, go onto our circusports.com website, click on the reservation button and kind of peruse through the different options uh, as it relates to seating for the Super Bowl, you know, I think showing up day of, you know, you may put you in a little bit of a precarious situation. So I'd uh, don't I'd do the, it. Yeah, I'd spend the next two weeks getting uh, ready in terms of having a dedicated seat and making sure you got somewhere to watch the game. Um, I, I got to ask you, this is the last one for me before we let you go. Who do you like in the game? I mean, it's early. Uh, but very early thought like because everyone texts do you get the same texts and stuff that i get like people ask dave who do you like dave who do you like like (laughs) sunday morning you get the text so i gotta ask you put you on the spot a little bit i'm not holding you to anything and we will see each other multiple times because people think that i work for circa because i bring them down meet them there hang out we do eight east all the time for lunch but they ask me so i'm gonna ask you who do you like in the game I had a San Francisco to defeat Kansas City exacta. Yes, sir. I basically split it right down the middle and uh, took Kansas City money line. So to me, the game is as pick them as games can be pick them. You know, I think when you look at San Francisco, I would have thought that they would have been a bigger favorite versus Kansas City. But when you look at their two playoff games, in relation to the two playoff games uh, for Kansas City, obviously Mahomes went on the road. That defense has been fantastic. He beats mm. Josh Allen in Buffalo. He beats Lamar mm. in Baltimore. And then you you know you look across uh, the way at Brock Purdy and how the Niners have fared. They very well could have lost to Green Bay, mm-hmm. and they very well could have lost to the Lions. Mm-hmm. They got they got ran over on defense. Um, but they were resilient and, and came back and, you know, played well enough in the second half, you know, in both games to get it done. So I think San Fran's looked a little bit shakier than what I would have thought coming into the playoffs. Uh, and obviously Mahomes and, and the chiefs have played well. So, you know, this is as coin flip of a game as, as, as possibly can be, you know, I think you're probably, you know, for the, uh, the listener, if they want to, uh, you know, look to find some value, you know, as props start to open up over the next two, three, four days. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and get bet into place. You know, if you like some overs early that you think are going to move, betting a lot of those. Um, and then if you want to take some unders, you know, from the star players and things like that, wait. Until what are the sheets going to be done, Jeff? Yeah, the what's sheets? the yeah yeah before they go or the schedule? What's the schedule for release for you guys? I know you have a busy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where different markets will open, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm into. Before I get into the schedule, don't ask about Taylor Swift props. I know Thank they're you. cute. I know they're fun. Thank we can't you. post them. We'd, would we love to post them? Yes. Gaming sure. doesn't approve of it. So right. don't ask. We're not hanging the national anthem. We're not oh. hanging the Gatorade props. Consult your local unregulated sports book. <laughs> anyway, yes. moving forward, uh, today we're putting up all the derivatives, first quarter, first half, uh, alt spreads, team totals, things like that. We will also be hanging the circus squares. Tuesday, we will have first touchdown scorer and MVP. Mm-hmm. 
and then we'll really get in the lab uh, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and f- come Friday, we will hang all the two-sided props, you know, McCaffrey over under, Purdy oh, yeah. over under, yeah. anything Mahomes, uh, Pacheco, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, that'll be hung on Friday, and then Saturday we will put up, you know, index props, exact score, mm. Mahomes, exact touchdown passes, uh, things of that nature. So that's uh, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Uh, I put up a tweet uh, asking for prop suggestions. So yes. if, any lis- if any listeners want to go, you know, uh, I make gave you one. Of- Good. I will. I'll, I'll go look. I'll uh, I'll bookmark it and then uh, make sure to put it in one big document and share. With I, our think, team. I think I think I'm going to send you one. Me and Matt are going to talk about it later after the show or whatever tonight. But we're going to send you one for like a BVB prop. We're going to. Oh, right. Because gaming would love that. Yeah. Because gaming. Because <laughs> because Jeff, I mean, everyone's asking this question, like, why is it unregulated? Gaming will only allow you guys to book bets on in play on the field yes. activity, right? Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, the best way to to think about it is, you know, you don't want to hang things that are, am, you know, am, ambiguous and are hard to grade. That's the you know, if you, if, if two things of Gatorade are, you know, poured on the coach, you know, who, which, which color is it? You know, who, who, who is grading how long the national anthem goes in terms of the length of time. So for us, uh, and you know, the position that gaming's taken, at least in the four States that we operate and generally speaking within the regulated market, they want to see things that, uh, can be determined on the field of play. And then additionally can be scored or referenced within the box score. So that's why you won't see a lot of these fun and novel two sources. You've got to have two sources Correct. to confirm. Which, which is why you won't see a lot of these fun and novelty props that you see, you know, maybe at places like Bet Online and Offshore, Five right. Dimes, mm. stuff like that, um, you know, that are hung, Albert, at low limits. Yeah. Mm. And, and me and you, Benson, are not verifiable sources, despite <laughs> the fact that we probably could do it, but we can't put up a prop and say, well, Dave said and Jeff said, so we're good. That doesn't work. No, does not work. No. Benson, thank you for the time. I know it's a crazy time and a crazy couple of weeks for you. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of days down there at Circa. Thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. See you, Always Jeffrey. fun talking to Jeffrey Benson. At Jeffrey Benson 12 on the Twitter. Yes. And at Circa Sports. They have, they have a link, actually. Uh, Drew did a good job this week um, because Joe the Fat Panda made reference to a tweet from three years ago. Right. That Drew found and posted talking about why lines move. Public and, money, yep. <laughs> and the public money don't move the numbers. He said, ever. Public, he said public fading the public or something, public betting the public. I forget what he was. It was something on the public. It was a great yeah. tweet. I was like, this is the tweet of the year in 2024. Yeah, but it was, but then the, the picture that was attached to it was like the, yes. the little Tanker. bulldozer trying to move one of those gigantic cargo ships. Yeah, tanker. Yeah, oil tanker type. So, yeah, okay, a uh, couple of things. One, stop writing this story. Taylor Swift's going to be in Vegas. Stop. Uh, it, it's done. Okay, I've seen this 15 times. Adam, our, our own Adam Hill wrote it. I was like, Adam. It's like, well, even you're writing this story. What? The time travel for Taylor back from Saturday Night Tokyo's show to the Super Bowl here in Vegas. It's possible. It's happening. She will be here. End of story. Move on. She's going to be here. Bottom line, no questions asked. Taylor will be in Allegiant for yeah. the third time in her life. She played two shows here in Vegas last March. 
if you want to come to this game, <laughs> bring a Brinks truck because mm. the get in price is 10,000 and you can spend $52,000 if you would like a good seat on the secondary ticket market at the moment. 52. So for $104,000, Dave, you and your lovely guest, wife, friend, whomever can go for the cost of a high-end luxury sedan. You can go to the Super Bowl to watch a three-hour football game to say you were there with good seats. Yeah, I put the dark glasses on for this because I'm kind of embarrassed. What are we doing? That's a lot of money. Who's going? Who's paying that? Silicon Valley. We t- we we talked about this. We said the Niners are here. Everything double, just double it. Cost of everything through the roof. It's the richest fan base in football in the NFL. We will have no parking. There there will be no parking at the private airstrip right by the strip. Forget it. Well, that happens every Super Bowl. Like they, 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 they come here every Super Bowl. People like that come here. But to go to a football game mm-hmm. and spend for two tickets, six figures, I just want to shake their hand and ask them if they want to sponsor the show. Like <laughs> we'll get some, we'll get some bang for your buck. You're gonna get a three-hour to four-hour experience, a four-hour experience. NFL Super Bowl is usually Pretty much four yeah. hours, right? With the, with the uh, Usher halftime show in between. It's great. But you know, it, Let's let's talk because you know we're here every day at the ish time. You can put it right there, your logo, whatever you'd like. Um, I don't know, man. I just I I hope uh, I hope it's not a, a, an F one type thing like that. Uh, no, I don't think so. I I do think if you'd like, I think if you're talking about F one, meaning the crowd is going to be. No, you're no, whining, no, you're no, whining no, trees. No, they, shot, about- they shot up here. Oh no, they'll get it. No, and I disagree. They're going to get it. Realistic. Yeah, they're going to get whatever they want, whatever they price it at. They're going to get. They're going to rob people. People are going to be furiously mad. Get ready. Okay, here are the storylines you're going to see the most. One, I'm a media member being staying. I'm staying at the Luxor. Sorry, Will. What the fuck is going on? Why am I staying at the Luxor? That's that is going to be every tweet, every post, every article. As to what the NFL just did. Secondly, it's going to be why the in the other, hell it's the Luxor and the Excalibur, by the way. Both are the same. Which like it, which was <laughs> right by the Tropicana, which is closing in two months. Correct. They, they you can't even book a room in, in April. Post March Madness, goodbye. That's that's gone. So that that's that's going to be an official announcement. The rumor in Vegas, the announcement will happen here this week or next week about the demolition of the Trop coming in April beyond and that's they are going to build the ballpark right where they want to build the ballpark which is going to be an absolute engineering marvel if they can pull it off but that's one story you're going to hear the second story is in order to go out to the team hotel for both teams lake las vegas is not it's not close to the vegas strip melts i got melts uh mark yeah mark Mel- yeah put it out today it's 20 or and rosh put it out a picture too yeah so they're staying out at Lake Las Vegas, which is 25 miles away from the strip. From yeah, it's yeah, also 15. Tw- it's yeah. also 15, 20 miles from the Raiders practice facility where the Chiefs are practicing. Yeah, so they're <laughs> gonna have a little bit of a commute to go to practice every day. Just a little. So the media, 
have fun. If you're going back and forth, you better rent a car and you better get ready to pay the gas prices that we have here in Vegas because it's four bucks a gallon. And you are going to be driving all over creation for this Super Bowl week. Yeah. So stuff is going to be spread out. Staying on the strip is not necessarily going to be convenient. It's not necessarily going to be uh, easy to get around. Yeah. You know, we got some people that have, have reached out to me and you guys will reach out all week. You can do it right here on the show. If you watch the show live, get in the chat at symbol Boston versus the book, um, you know, or DM us, email us. What's the, uh, we're, we're going to email the show. Ask the Ask, BBB. Correct. At, gmail. at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, any questions like that? But I told someone, you know, stay out by Red Rock. Stay, by you know, stay right by our houses. Don't say here. it's Rango. Brand you can stay at Durango. That's the, that's at a good corner yeah. where you can you know get to a freeway access, get to shopping quickly, and get around. Um, Green Valley Ranch is perfect, perfect. down there. Mm-hmm. You know you can so there's there's options to stay. A lot of people are looking at Airbnbs. They're getting a big big money for Airbnbs. Did you see? Be uh, if you're gonna do that, guys. Okay, just heads up. Last week here in Vegas. The uh, the city council fined an unauthorized Airbnb $180,000 for operating an unauthorized, unlicensed Airbnb. They are cracking down because a lot of people have illegal Airbnbs. There's only like 75 Airbnb or like 100 Airbnb licenses in the entire city. Like It is really hard to do Airbnb in this town. They do not want you renting out houses in this town. They want you on a property in a room. They do not want you at a house. Of course they do, but that that's not realistic. Uh, I mean, there's a hundred in within between your house and my house. There's a hundred. Right, but they might be cracking down on all of them right now. You may give money and pay and show up and realize the locks are changed. <laughs> and realize that the person you gave your money to is out of business. So just be careful with the Airbnbs because it's they're they're definitely yeah. trying to make them not actually exist right now. There's a lot of things going on. They're trying to do and make public and. You know, be careful walking on the strip and standing still, and they're going to be taking pictures and moving you along and all these other things. So, yeah, I, I hope we've earned enough trust through the space, through each other, the people we are, that if you have questions, you can absolutely reach out to us. We'll steer you in the best direction we can. There's places off the strip to eat, there's places off the strip to go shopping, there's places off the strip to get merch there's everything there's more to las vegas than the three mile strip i can just tell you that in downtown so there's raymaker lou will be in town at the golden nugget so there's there's one person for sure um that we know is coming um Let's put it this way. We got to walk through tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, big business. You live in Texas, my friend. <laughs> you get Texas oil. That's why you guys are two forty a gallon <laughs> or four bucks a gallon. <laughs> but we we got some plans. We we, we might have a, a a live BVB event. We're working on. We're making an announcement as soon as we confirm it. But stay if tuned. You guys are coming. There'll be an opportunity to, to see us. Hang out with us, us. Hang out, whatever. More to come. Fingers crossed. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's show probably will have the announcement for what's going to happen for us during the week of the Super Bowl. Times, dates, locations, all the fun stuff. (laughs) All right. right. Niners mounted the fourth NFC title game comeback of 17 points to beat the Detroit Lions yesterday. The Niners outscored the Lions 27-7 after halftime. 
How did this happen, Dave? In your mind, just how, what happened in that game? It was so funny because I went on yesterday with Blewett and Ranieri right at halftime. And they're like, how is this number this? I thought the same thing. Thought it should have been a little bit more. Like Detroit is 400. Game. I was like, why is it only 400? Like they're down 17 points. It's 24 7. Why is it only four to one? Right. And um, it was pretty simple. San Francisco was getting the ball first. They scored, a, they got a field goal. Detroit gave them the ball, scored a touchdown. Then Detroit fumbled the ball, got a touchdown. Seven, 17 point lead gone in eight minutes. That's why. I, I mean, drop passes, go for. I, I, I should he have kicked the second half? He should have kicked the field goal. No, look, I know what Lion fans are going to say that Dan Campbell's aggressive nature was the reason why they were in that game to begin with. Completely understand that point. He did what he had always done. But at some point in time, you really need someone to pull you aside and get into your ear and say, coach, we got to just get some points on the board. Let's just stop the bleeding for a second. Let's take a breath. Because if we don't get this, this building is going to absolutely erupt. We can't keep giving the ball back on fourth down. Uh, uh. And he kept going. And it was like, look, I know that's the Lions MO and I'm not trying to rub salt in the wounds, but man alive, (laughs) like Dan Campbell's face said the whole thing after the game, like there's been bad losses in Lions history, but that has to be one of the most difficult losses in the history of the Lions fan base to take because you were in the game. You had a 17 point lead and it disappeared in the third quarter. Yeah. Poof. <laughs> it was just fast. Gone. Like, it was, it was all the momentum was gone. Everything you had built up. Oh, like I said it to those guys at halftime. They need 10 points. I think if they get 10 points, that'll be enough. They had 24. I got to get to 34. That was right. that would require the Niners to score four touchdowns to win by one. 35, 34. Could they do that? Yes, but they need 10. Two touchdowns, I think they win it. If they score two touchdowns. The Lions? That puts them hundred percent. Yeah, it's game over. Oh. Yeah, yeah, game over. Yeah, so like, and he was trying to do that. Campbell was trying that's, to end but, the game. But you got to know, right in that situation, we got to keep it three scores. We got to get the field goal. We got to keep it 17. We got to, like, that was just, it. and, and it, I don't know how many times you get back there. Saw Dan Marino get to the Super Bowl his second year and never get back. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a situation and you're there and you go for it. But man, that was a tough one. That was that 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 was how did that happen? I watched it happen in real time and couldn't believe it. I just I just was like, this is this is that's just this is terrible. I I will say this, and this is a gambler in me talking, but it's also a frustration I have with football coaches in general. So let's go to the last drive of the game. They're down 10. Niners go and score a touchdown. Now the line was six and a half, seven, seven and a half. Dan Campbell has the football, three timeouts and the two-minute warning. 
They got the ball back. I think with somewhere around like five minutes to play, maybe a little bit more than that. Five minutes to play. They were in field goal range with three minutes to go, knowing they had to score twice. They were so determined to score a touchdown in that moment that we are scoring a touchdown through hell or high water. We must get this done now versus somebody getting in his ear and saying, coach, we need two scores, right? I got to score a touchdown. I'm, I'm this down deep. Yeah. The clock is the most important thing. You have three timeouts. You'd be putting the entire season on an onside kick. We don't want that because no one has recovered an onside kick in a big moment in the last like five years. The NFL has taken that out. It doesn't happen anymore. Onside kicks are no longer used to get the football back. They're like uh, an effort in futility. Like we just know it's not going to happen. You're not getting the football back. So you're putting the whole year on that, or we're going to trust our defense with three timeouts and the two minute warning, kick the field goal. We're down seven, get the football back and we'll have a chance to tie the game with a touchdown. And then maybe you go for two to win the thing. And you could be Dan Campbell, the crazy gambler that goes for it on the road to win the NFC championship. They scored a touchdown with 55 seconds left. It was over. Like, congratulations. You covered. Like, that was a coach. I'm not saying Dan Campbell was looking to cover, but that's all that was going to happen there. You were going to score a touchdown and lose by three, which is exactly what happened in that game. They had no shot after they scored that touchdown. And they had a shot with three timeouts, a two-minute warning, and a field goal from the 30-yard line. A lot of times, I think some maybe coaches or somebody, you know, on the side, they get caught up and then a touchdown is harder to score than the field goal. Or, like, you know, you have to get the touchdown first. They're the same. <laughs> you have to score twice. And right? If you kick the field goal with the time on the clock, with the timeout still left, you give your defense an opportunity to make a stop and you get the ball back with a legit shot that you, now, you know, you have to get a touchdown, but okay. Um, it's not with timeouts. It worked out for the books. Great. Not, yeah, good, not great. scripted. Seven. No. Would have yeah. been a disaster. The gambling had nothing to do with it. No. Z. It's just a coach who gets in his mind, like you said, it's harder to score a touchdown. So let's go down. If we get the onside kick, we'll basically be in field goal range anyway. We got, you know, one, two completions, kick a field goal, and we're tied. That's the that's the thought process. I get but it. it. But, but it all comes the back to getting low in the clock. Right. Or you knowing you have to get the onside kick. Or, because right. you can't get the onside kick. Like yeah. it's not gonna happen. So yeah. you're putting your entire season on one play that is incredibly difficult and has like a 0.2% chance of working yeah. versus you control your own destiny with it by kicking the field goal. You're down seven, you got three timeouts, you got the two-minute warning, you go and play defense, you put it on Hutchinson and says, Go take Purdy's head off, or go try to force a fumble, or go and wrap up whoever you got to wrap up to get the football back for us. And then Jared Goff go. And let's see what happens. I, I would so much rather have it be in my hands than a bouncing football and hope that the oblong object falls the right way for my team to recover it. And that's what he did. And I thought I, I was really impressed with the call with, with, with Greg Olson's call, because I thought he was describing it perfectly going like at some point you have to realize you need two scores. Like at yeah. some point, the most valuable thing you have right now is the clock. clock. Forget yep. the scores. The thing you have to preserve is do you have enough time to even attempt this comeback and they didn't have enough time. So like Otto, for all of that, Otto just put it in the chat and he's, he's right. Harbaugh did exactly that. And they didn't get to stop, you know, that, yeah. that rainbow teardrop pass literally got me off the couch. I went nuts. Cause I was watching a game thinking 
if they get a stop here, it's 17 to 10. Lamar's going to have a chance to make this all right. <laughs> like right. they're going to have a chance. And they got the third down and they passed, which as the Ravens defense, you wanted to force them to do, because even if it's incomplete, you, you save that last time out. And he drops that ball in MVS's hands. He holds on to it. They win. Detroit runs the ball, burns a timeout, somehow scores a touchdown, and it lands three, and it's done. And I feel bad. It's just I don't know what the takeaway is today in Detroit um, other than, man, it was a good season. But, man, I, are we going to get close again? I don't know. Like – because okay, so I just I just I need to read this because I'm I'm annoyed with people who, who who are saying this. So when they had they were on the 24 yard line, okay, the the, the Niners 24 the Niners 24 yard line with a buck 40 to go. They'd won 40 to go. They could have kicked the field goal right there. And they, they had, had all their had, timeouts. And all the timeouts. Okay. So they have they have an opportunity there. They they okay. actually I think right before that, right before the two minute warning, it would have been a longer field goal. Well, no, because they were at the forty that San Fran's forty nine yard line. Okay, they completed the fourth down pass down to the twenty five yard line. Okay, then it was after then, the two minute warning. After the two minute warning, okay. then they let it, okay. then they let it uh, run. That's fine. Yeah, they could have taken a timeout. Right, actually, they could have taken a timeout. It could have had it with one fifty on the clock. They could have had one fifty on the clock. Kick okay. the field goal right there. Three timeouts, you can get the football back. Yeah. <laughs> now one time, one first down ends the game. That's fine, but at least you're in the game. <laughs> at least you have a chance to be right. in the game. It, I just, and you're right. Harbaugh did it. Harbaugh went and said, "Okay, we get a seven point game. Kick the field goal. Let's see what happens. Maybe we get the football back." Now they didn't get the football back because an MVS great throw, great catch, great play, great team wins. So that's it. there you go, yeah. right in that moment. But I'd rather be the Ravens than the Lions. Yeah, I'd rather have it be on on my terms than have it by somebody else's terms and having a, a bouncing a bouncing ball. And look, Lions fans are going to chew on this for a very long time. Mm. You choked a seventeen point lead. You oh. fell apart, right? You fell apart in the biggest moments. This is Bill Buckner. This is Steve Bartman. This is all of the worst awful things because you knew at some point in your heart you knew this was possible at halftime and you couldn't believe it was happening. Oh. Cause you knew it, not lions right. fans. Like everyone was like, as a lions fan, like close the, all the bridges in my town. If they blow this, like, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't stand this. Can't happen like this. And it's exactly what happened. And I actually don't think look going forward on fourth down. You fed in. I felt like I was watching a college basketball game where you're watching college kids on the road, just like fumble the basketball like crazy and just not be ready and be sped up. And like a team that presses that's down by double digits, they constantly press and the crowds on you. And it's, Oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me. Turnover, 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 Pat, you know, points, 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 points. And you can't stop it. Like you just can't get your footing. You're on moving ground, like constant, you know, plates shifting. And it sucks because <laughs> you saw it. You're like, oh my God, they're going to do this. <laughs> they're going to fall apart and they're going to lose. And then the offseason is going to be left with, you know, what happens if Dan Campbell loses most of his coaches? They're already talking about it all over the social. Because they're going to go. I mean, and the offensive coordinator, the passing game coordinator, right. the defensive coordinator, like 
they all might leave. And it could be, someone made the analogy, like it won't shock me if the Lions are the Eagles next year. That's, I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. But it's a decent point about, you know, head coach stays. The whole reason why Dan Campbell is so successful. And yes, it's Dan Campbell's staff, but his staff is really good. I mean, Mark Brunel might get another job as being a quarterback coach somewhere. Like a lot of the guys that helped get this Lions team turned around, much like the Eagles, get better jobs. And then you got to replace that magic. What makes it a better job? Job? Money? Yes. Prestige, money, power. I mean, it better be a lot more money. I mean, for some guys, I don't want to go be the head coach of the Tennessee Titans right now. I'd rather stay and be the offensive coordinator of the really there's 32 jobs in the NFL. You wouldn't want one of them. I don't want that one. Wow. I want to win the Super Bowl. I want to work with guys I want to work with. I want to be close. I want to go be the head coach of the Tennessee Titans and get blown out in three years because. Yeah, because you you believe in yourself because most coaches are. Ignorant to a fault. Like they don't care. Like you can tell them the odds. Like, don't tell me the odds. Like they just Chris Peterson stayed at Boise State. He's the one example that I always go to because right. nobody could I couldn't figure out why would he never take another job. And I would make I would defend him from the He wasn't bad at Washington, though. No, but he waited for the right job. People okay. came at him every year. Year, right. Mm-hmm. All he did was keep showing up. I like Boise. I like this this conference. I keep winning it. I'm getting kids. Mark Few. I'm taking the right job when it comes, and he did. He went to the the Pac-12 and coached at Washington, and then he didn't coach again. Right. I don't know. I I would just have to ask, and and they continue to do, you're this close. You're the Detroit Lions. Pay those guys. Pay that guy to stay. No, what's the head coach? What's the power? I get it. You want you, you you want the power. So why are the Niners starting so slowly? Back-to-back games at home. They can't do this against Kansas City. You know, the Lions are one thing, you know, the Chiefs are something else. <sighs> I have no idea why they're starting. They better have an answer. They better figure it out because they cannot they go down. Down against the Chiefs, right? Mm-mm. They go down two if they go down two scores, it's over. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. it's not over. We just I, I, I'm just I'm telling you, if they, if they go down two scores to the Chiefs, it's over. Chiefs won't lose that game. Niners are, again, Greg Olson, incredible job explaining the fact that the Niners defense is predicated on playing with a lead. They have four down linemen. They play more snaps than anybody else with four down linemen. That's why you can run on them. They don't do five man fronts. Right. Four man front. Yep. You can run on them because they're used to playing with the lead and they go, go ahead. We're up 17, 10, run the ball. All you want. We're good. When they're from behind <laughs> and you're running, they're oh, running the ball. When they're trailing in the score, you said when they're from behind and I, I was waiting for the chat to just <laughs> unload. Who's <laughs> when you're playing from a deficit and trying to overcome much okay? better. Yes. <laughs> that. A team is running the football to protect their lead. You have a problem with the Niners' defense. Big time. They have a problem, and Two that secret in a is row, out. Yeah, at home in their place, teams went in there and ran it down their throat over and over and over again until I I, I don't know what the lines in the second half they stopped doing it. They, no, the offense wakes up. 
Purdy wakes up. No, I know, but the Lions got away from what they did, and the Niners made a couple stops early in draw in, in well, on downs first and second for the third nines that were then incomplete yeah. passes. Look, That's Jared hard. Goff under pressure. This is my whole point of the whole thing. I didn't trust Jared Goff outdoors under pressure on the road. Like, no way. Like, it's, it wasn't. Tr- I don't think it was him. I mean, those, those he missed. Oh, Dave, he missed a couple of really he good a couple down throws. throws. But they put up. Oof. He, How many points did they put up? A lot, but mostly running the football. Mostly it was just the running game that got those points. Once it became a Jared Goff passing game, it was a disaster. Like, that just know. didn't work. Like, I just, uh, he's 0 and 6 against the Niners now in the last six games. And it's just, that was, uh, they put the game on Jared Goff's shoulders, which I was like, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm like, oh no, this is not what we want. <laughs> we, we don't want this to be a Jared Goff game. Laporta was great. He was tremendous in that game, but not enough. St. Brown, not enough of him. You know, they, they didn't have the big catches when Josh Reynolds didn't have the big catches when they needed those guys, those secondary guys to make the big play. It didn't happen. The third I, I, down drop by Josh Reynolds was brutal. But that's not on golf. Well, the, the, the throw was on golf. That was a bad throw. That was off the body. He had a guy, had a, he got off his mark. The, the ball sailed to the outside. It's a bad throw. Go, it was catchable. one points and lost. Hands, but he, he dropped it. He put up 31 points and lost. That's not yep. on the offense. It's not on the offense. <sighs> he put up seven in the second half. It's 31 points. He said it was a race seven. to 30. Well, they got to 30, but they got their second. They needed to get 38. It was 24 at halftime. Right. We needed two scores. 38 points wins that game. They don't get it. Right. They lose. There's going to be a lot of people with a lot of hot takes on Brock Purdy. Can we agree the kid can play? I never said he couldn't. I don't know. I mean, can I mean, we just all like, wanna, can this just be like a baseline that Brock Purdy can play? Like yeah. he's not a system quarterback. He's not lucky to be where he is. He's not a guy who just happens to be coached by a great quarterback guru, or yep. he's surrounded by the best talent in the NFL. Mm. The kid made play after play. And if he runs like that in the Super Bowl, boy, oh boy. That was his running of the football and his intensity was firing up his entire team. And that was awesome to watch. I was like, man, Brock Purdy outrushed Lamar Jackson. He looked great. 54 to 52. He he, he almost outrushed. Almost him. did. Um, but he outperformed him. Made plays on third down when he needed to make plays on third down. Keep drives alive. He looks cool as could be. He, I mean, as far as uh, he unnerved, he gets mm-hmm. hit, he gets up. He gets hit late. No flag, he gets up. Doesn't say a word. Goes back. Is a guy that looks very comfortable to be in the position that he's in. And 100%, every guy in that team, and on a, on a team, let alone the offense, believes in him. You can right. tell. Yeah. That is, I don't know what else you have to do as a quarterback. We get these guys. And we they they advance to they advance to the Super Bowl, and for two weeks we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks because there you are the quarterbacks. But go back in history and think about all the quarterbacks that we said or were hurt. Their system quarterbacks they won despite him. The guy's a game manager. We're going to hear it all. That's the three game parlay of quarterback analysis that we're going to hear for the next two weeks. I mean, I arguably, won a Super Bowl. it's the only group position group that 
you can say the Chiefs are dramatically better than the Niners. The quarterback play is the only thing you can say. Everything else is either equal or on the Niners. Come on. Niners are way better. Niners are way better. Yeah. Way better. Not even close. Oh, I thought you said they're equal. Chiefs are better at the quarterback spot. Is arguably the only grouping of positions you could say the Chiefs are better than the Niners. Oh. Just the quarterback. Tight end. Right. I mean, Kelsey versus Kittle. Give me Kittle. I want a real tight end. They'll tell you they'll take Kelsey. Kelsey's a wide receiver. Stop calling him a tight end. You see the whiff block he made? He he almost got Mahomes killed. On that third down pass rush play, he was like Matador. He doesn't block anybody. Kelsey's a wide receiver. We need to stop calling him a tight end. He's not a tight end. It's like Aaron Hernandez. His whole career. Aaron Hernandez, only because he's on the end of the line, not because he plays the position, is where he lines up and runs a pass play. Like he is a receiver. First and foremost, he is not a blocker. He doesn't, he's not in pass pro. He's Chiefs, not any of that stuff. Actually, the Chiefs defensive line is probably better. Than the, than the what? Than the 49ers? Chiefs is pretty good. Dave, it's four first round picks on the, on the 49ers first. No, 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 no. <laughs> first, they have four first round picks on the Niners defensive front. Here's where they were picked. I'm talking about who they're playing right they're now. They're all pros. I mean, whoa, no, no, no. Bosa, Bosa alone. Chris Bosa Jones. alone. Bosa, Chris uh, Jones. I take Bosa over Jones, and that's it. That, yeah, that's, okay. That's only and everybody else is better for the, for the Niners. Like every the, every everyone else in the Niners is way better. Like okay. they have Chase Young playing in a in a they have a number one a number number two pick in the draft coming in on third down. They're getting put. They got pushed around the field the last two weeks. That's because they play a four man front. I told you that. That's how. That's why they they're designed to yeah, do you're, that. You're they saying it's, it's not all. It's it, I'm talking about playing right now. I don't care where they were drafted. The Chiefs no, defensive I, line I is playing as I good will, as any. If you do a fall, you do a five or six man front for the for the 49ers, you won't run on them ever. You won't you won't move them at all. You'll throw on them like crazy because there'll be single coverage in the secondary, and you'll have safeties covering Kelsey. So you'll throw on them. But if you want to stop the run, you can stop the run as better, as good as anybody as you want. The Niners have. I mean, two years ago, they had the best run defense in football. What are we talking yeah. about two years now for? Which the games I'm just saying if they, or, if they wanted to stop the run two years ago. If they wanted to stop the run, they could stop the run. They, they better figure out to. how to stop the run. I don't know if they will. I, I'll be very curious. I can't wait to see that strategy because if I'm them, I want the Chiefs running the football. I'd prefer Casey to run the ball than I would have them passing. Because the matchup problem they're gonna have and Hamilton. Look, he's the best cover safety in the game. And Kelsey had an incredible game. I mean, he really went at him and he had a monster game. The touchdown catch was an unbelievable throw. Great oh, catch from Kelsey in the corner. Oh, my not God. Hamilton's fault. Hamilton covered. He was right there on him. Put the ball right where he had to put the ball. Caught it. I mean, and then that third down throw where he was, out, you know, falling forward and Kelsey jumped and caught it. Like, these are not Hamilton's fault. The Niners have good safeties, but they don't have you know, Kyle Hamilton types, you know, all pros at the safety spot. So I would rather have them run the football to be quite Pacheco is great, but I don't think Casey beats the Niners running the football. I, I cannot wait to see what Casey tries to do. If Debo Samuel is healthy because Debo should be healthy. I hope he is. I mean, yeah, he should be healthy. There's not going to be too many injury questions going into this game for either team. That's, what's going to make this fun to talk about from a prop perspective, from a score perspective, totals, 47 and a half, surprising to me. Thought it would be a little bit higher. A lot of openers with this matchup mm-hmm. had it 49 or 48 and a half. So it goes over 40, doesn't it? Like we're, we're going to see offense, right? I mean, we're not seeing 17 10, right? I'd I don't think so. I'd be stunned. 
Yeah, I, 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 I mean, everyone's going to bet the second half under. It's going to be one of the most popular talked about bets. Bet the second half under fourth quarter under now. It's been pretty nine, good. It's 19 and one. Up. It's 18 and two in the second half. Yeah. Everyone's going to talk about it. But again, <laughs> just like the Bills game where if the bass kick gets gets made, it goes over. If the flowers touchdown happens, it goes over like it's been staying under based upon some pretty major individual one moment events keeping the game from going over in the second half. So I, I think it'll go over in the second half, but I, I think we're seeing 45, 50 points. I, I lean towards the over in the game overall, like a 27, 27 to 24 type final in the game. But look, Chiefs are in the fourth Super Bowl in six years. Yep. I was stunned at this. Somebody said to me, Matt, 90% of America does not care about this game. And the vast majority of people, I, I tweeted last night, is this true? And the answers I got were like 75% yes. Yeah. That they don't like this game. I like this game. Do you? I think the game will be fine. I just think that I, I see it from both perspectives. We just saw this game literally four years ago. Same uniforms. Yeah, but that was literally the last major sporting event before the world shut down. I know. Like People don't really remember 2020 for that reason, because in March of 2020, Hell broke loose yeah. across the globe. Yeah, <laughs> so like the last Super time Bowl these two was, teams played. Uh, I I I think about that. Yeah, with uh, Jimmy G mm-hmm. and Mahomes and blowing the lead in the second half. Blowing right. the fourth blowing the fourth quarter lead in the second half. That's what what's interesting about this game is that Kittle and a lot of the key components of that Niner team remember what happened four years ago. There's a payback element to this game. There's a whole motivational element to this game when it comes to guys like George Kittle. Both coaches the same. Yep. So when you get the same, a lot of times you get the fatigue. And like, believe it or not, um, people are making a comparison that the Chiefs are becoming the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know? It's the it's the quarterback and coach that can't be beat. They keep changing the parts. They got the tight end. He's there. He's staying. So, but it's two know, versus twenty years. Mahomes like is 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 Brady. Um, Kelsey's Gronk and Reed is is. Yeah, why, does, why does everybody forget two thousand and two thousand ten? Why does everybody forget the ten years before Gronk ever stepped foot on the Patriot in a Patriot field? Because he's I don't understand everything. I know, but like everyone's talking about 2010 to 2018. I'm like, you're forgetting the previous 10 years. There was 10 years before Gronkowski ever became a Patriot. Brady won three Super Bowls, played in four before Gronk ever became a Patriot. Like, It's weird to me that people just gloss over the fact that Brady and Belichick won three and went back to back without Gronk, Hernandez, Without anybody, without Amendola, without any of the people like you know the Edelmans of the world, they were never part of it. It just shows you like the young nature of sports fans being twenty-five to thirty years old oh, yeah. who were in diapers when that was going on, and they have no memory what actually happened. So the instant reaction is like Brady and Mahomes are the same. What are you talking about? Yeah, seven championships to two. It's- They're not even. I mean, Mahomes is not even in the conversation yet. Like, let's see where we are in a decade from now, and then we'll talk about it. This is not the world that we live in now. Everything is now. True. Everything is now. 
you know it's so weird like you literally just went on your old man yelling at the cloud portion how fine it's just it just look th- this is this is Matt Chapman who who played with Be- with with Brady in the first three the first dynasty uh-huh played in two super bowls with the patriots talking about Mahomes yesterday highlighting 12 balls completed at or behind the line of scrimmage and 20 at five or less yards for check notes 17 whole points including none in the second half isn't to dismiss or degenerate. It's a winning, no turnover, survive and advance performance. Good. The point is to show the insane hypocrisy of pretending like this is a good enough to win day is the same in the same stratosphere as the GOAT Q being Brady. It's arguably not even close. Yeah. It's just crap analysis as uh, to say as much. One day, this dink and dunk, yak merchant, scheming success Q being. The next, the best thing you've ever seen. Make up your inconsistent, petty minds. Yeah, which is I completely and totally agree with Matt Chatham that it's what are we doing? It's like that performance the word was, was denigrate. You said degenerate. Sorry, the degenerate. Whatever. It's it's, 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 it's unbelievable to me yeah. to watch the talking heads fall over themselves over what Mahomes did yesterday because if they lost, they'd be decapitating him for not scoring any points in the second half. Now you know. This is what 80% of the people were saying about Brady while you were basking in the glow of it. The same shit. He's dink, dunk, system quarterback. It's all Belichick. How is it's this, all- Dave? Hold on. I'm sorry. When this was I, going I on. In 2007, wrote- the Patriots rewrote the record books on offense. How is that even? You can't even talk the, about did that. Did they win the Super Bowl? They won, they won every regular season game they played. Did they they, win the the, Super Bowl that they year? lost to the Giants, but that's not. They, win, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, right? Right. They, but what does okay. that matter? Chiefs haven't won the Super Bowl yet either. I'm saying in 2003 and four, when they beat, you just said they didn't even talk about the team. They beat the they beat right. Carolina. No, they saying, the Patriots the reinvented themselves constantly. Yes. It was Brady Pay no played doubt. like three different careers, from game manager to Hall of Fame yeah. record breaker to yeah. aging veteran who used his brain to how to dismantle defenses when his skill set wasn't as good as it was. Yeah. Like. It, Mahomes right now is playing as a 26 year old, you know, guy with loose limbs and inflexible cartilage. Like, huh? let's see where he's going to be in his 30s. Let's see where he's going to be when he can't play with the guys he's been playing with right now. One day you're going to see a whole new skill set, <laughs> you know, 34 years old. That's how old Kelsey is. What's he got? Two years left, max? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Tyreek Hill's already gone. There's talk about him. If they win, he walks. I, I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, God, I'll throw up. I will throw up if that happens. and oh. walking off to go on tour with his new wife. Well, I told you that. I think that's going to happen. I think that's a very real possibility. He walks, win or lose, he walks and he he goes off to t- with Taylor for the next year. I've said that for, you've heard me say that for two months now. That that's a very, that's on the table for me, for him. And if he wins, it's 100% on the table for him. What's What's left to do? You're 34 years old. You're dating the most popular pop star in the world. You'll never need money again on anything. Go travel the world with her. Go have the most incredible experience. Have your kids get married and go off and do a reality TV show. Right. I mean, that's you know, that, that's where they're going to go, what they're going to do. I mean, it's a legitimate question to ask if the Ravens blow the game. Like, they had a chance. They had multiple chances in the second half. Their defense held Patrick Mahomes to no points. In the second half, and they scored three, and they had two turnovers in the end zone. I mean, Mahomes is much as they blew the game. Casey's defense won it. That that throw from that that interception in a triple coverage. Oh, 
Like you could have caught that. Oh, ball. like yeah, that, that was, was good. that was just like you can't be serious. Are you that I have good hands or bad hands with that comment? Either or. You can catch. You're able to catch. You, my hands that ball was right to you. Boom. Good. Thank you very much. Like I, I can catch them behind me, over, low. I got good hands. No question. It's unbelievable to me to go, Lamar Jackson, you had a home playoff game just like like if I'm Allen, if I'm Josh Allen and I'm Patrick and, and I'm uh, and, and I'm anyone with the Ravens, but if I'm, the, if I'm a Bills player, Ravens player, if I'm Lamar Jackson, if I'm Josh Allen, I have to ask myself a really hard question. If I can't beat Mahomes in my building, when am I going to beat Mahomes? Oh, there's, only one, there's only one active quarterback who can do it. Yeah. And we'll see what the Bengals look like next year with Joe Burrow. And I want Burrow come back and let's see what Joe Burrow looks like. Because Burrow, he's not scared of anything. And and he'll come in and I I think it'll be really fun. We need the, I want, not because I want it. I just think it's more fun when there's a Brady versus Manning type of thing. Like there really, there's Mahomes. And then in the AFC, there's just a bunch of guys who just puke all over themselves in big moments. I don't know if that's completely fair either because... It's the sum of its parts. The quarterback gets all the spoils, but it's the sum of its parts. Sometimes On paper, the Ravens were better than the Chiefs. If the Bills improve their defense, the Bills are going to win. Well, they got to be healthy first. I mean, Bills That's did improve right. their defense. They were they were injuries, hurt. But if the Bills yeah. improve their defense, they're right there. The Bengals did have a good defense, and they had Joe Burrow along with weapons, and they did find a way to win. But – I, I'm the the excitement for the quarterbacks in the AFC. I think those guys are going to battle back and forth. I think about all those years when, you know, Roethlisberger had to get past Brady, Manning had to get past Brady and the Patriots, and the Steelers won a couple Super Bowls with when Roethlisberger did it behind good defenses. Yes, but they went and earned it. The one game situation of the NFL playoffs makes it so mm. like, look, we don't got to be better. All season, we got to be better today. Today, <laughs> it's good. We're better today, right? Healthier, you know, and everything goes our way today. We're going to win, and mm-hmm. then we can go on and slay that dragon. But I mean, you just—I mean, Lamar's not going anywhere, and 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 Baltimore. It's we're on to the Orioles. It's baseball season officially in Baltimore. That was a tough one. That's a bad, that's a tough one. I don't know. Does, it, does he mean interference in the end zone? I, I mean, I, I didn't really think it was interference in the end zone. I thought it was just a horrible All throw. hung up there forever. Horrible throw. I said it was a bad throw, bad oh. read. It just it just wasn't the way to throw. It just wasn't appropriate to throw that ball in that moment. You could. You already had the Zay Flowers fumble. You had to protect that thing with your life. Like you couldn't be even remotely risky with your throws given that you had at maximum two possessions left in that game and that turnover was it like the the, the fumble at the end zone was bad enough like that was you score that it's 17 14 there's a ton of pressure on Mahomes. they got to get the first down they got to move the ball and that line that defense for the ravens was humming in the second half like they just dominated in the second half and then i mean if i'm a defender i'm looking at the offense going like fellas Please. Like, come Please. on, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, we can't, we can't do any, I can't do negative. I can't go give you anything more than zero. I can't take numbers off the board. Yes. First half, we weren't great, but there's no such thing as taking points off the board. You need to go score. You remember the movie replacements with Gene Hackman was the coach and he goes, Danny, I need the ball. Go get the ball, Danny. Go get the ball. Like you wanted to see Harp yeah. on the sideline say to somebody like that, 
I guess we got to go get the ball. You got to go score. I used to say it as a Steeler fan. Paul Amalu has to intercept the ball and take it all the way to the end zone. It has to be a pick six because we can't run and Roethlisberger's not on today. Like it was to that point with the MVP of the league. It was so frustrating to watch. And I was, you know, it was great because I was watching with the kids and Jess and Jess was wearing her 92 percenters or 96 percenters red t-shirt. And she's like, I told you the Chiefs are going to win. I told you the Chiefs are going to win. And I'm like, it's not over yet. Relax. They might score here. And Kendall goes, daddy, the Chiefs are going to win. They, they can't do anything. They're going to But they did. Win. No, they did a lot. They just turned the ball over when they did. But at the end, it was like when it was seven, it was just like she just gave up. You know? Yeah, you can't. I mean, when you uh, gave the ball back to Mahomes, I mean, it was it was a it was a you know seventeen ten needed the ball back and then a touchdown. It was really a, a, a large ask for an offense run by Mahomes because they know they've been there so many times. They know how to close games out. They know how to end games when they have the football. Whitrock just took a, a cheap shot, but maybe kind of true. Watching the Ravens yesterday was just like watching Iowa football this year. I mean, a little Ouch. bit, but I would Iowa football didn't make the same mistakes as those Ravens players did. I mean, Iowa football did, they didn't score. Right. I mean, I, the interception in the end zone, the fumble means a flowers, the taunting penalty. Like it, it just, they got outside of what made the Ravens, the Ravens. And I felt like the referees lost control of that game. It was really chippy. You know, it got chippy in the beginning. It was, you know, you know I, I, people were laughing at Travis Kelsey throwing this stuff for, from Tucker. I thought it was a clown move. It's like, what are I you doing? Think we see that stuff now too much. Like, when the what Patriots came to Pittsburgh, there was a lot of barking back and forth. Back I know, but if it, go, wait, wait, I know, but you don't go after the, the kicker. You throw Justin Tucker because you can throw the ball anywhere. Kickers are going to warm up because they need to kick at different end zones. You take his stuff and throw it like you're picking on a like you're picking on the kid who's at the algebra class. Like, come on, bro. Like it's so it's like I it's that's what had of all the like to talk about Taylor. Like that's the part of the Taylor Travis thing that I don't really get. Because that's not what she's always been the anti to all of that. Like that's not what she stands for. And so to, to watch that, I'm like, I, I really wonder where they get, when it gets quiet, I wonder what Taylor says about that. Because I was like, that's not even like, you can't even say Mahomes, he can be where he wants. NFL rule state quarterbacks can throw the ball wherever they want. Kickers are going to kick where they need to kick to warm up. So like that was the start of it. And then it boiled over to the game. And then the Van Noy thing where he taps Kelsey and they flag Van Noy, which was a joke. Like it was, there were a lot of things. I mean, look, the referees had a bad game. Like I said, it's not why the Ravens lost. The referees had an influence, but they didn't, that wasn't the reason. The reason was the turnovers. Three nothing in turnovers, game over. Can't win. Bottom line, they cannot have three, cannot turn the ball over three times. And if you do, if you do, you better have two or three back <laughs> to even it up. You can't be down three nothing in the turnover margin and win at home. Can't Unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. And Harbaugh is going to have to have a long, hard talk. I think they signed Lamar long-term. I mean, my goodness, Odo Beckham Jr.'s father is on Twitter crushing Lamar for that game. My, Not my son's fault. Not my son's fault. I mean, that's not great. (laughs) You don't really want those things going on inside the locker room. So Um, if you are coming to Vegas, and we talked about the guys who are coming to Vegas. Holy crap. You better be ready for not just the most expensive ticket, but there were people who were saying, hey, I want to come in and just be a part of it. Um, this is going to be the most expensive hotel room stay. So last year, the average hotel in Arizona was $300. Yeah. 
Doesn't that seem low? No. No? I don't think so. They're expecting hotel room rates to average $800 a night. Here? Here. (laughs) Most expensive Super Bowl hotel rate in the history of locations for the Super Bowl. $800 a night. And this is an an analyst projecting this. This is not like somebody in Vegas speculating this. This is people who are watching this stuff for how much hotel rooms are going for. So if you're thinking about driving in... You know what? Sometimes these analysts are full of sorry, Will. These analysts are full of shit. But they do take the average, and they can look at the average, and they can play it out. There's I mean, a sweet package that you can come and stay here for for like five thousand a night. That skews up the average. Agreed. But tickets come with that, and like, but no, that don't get you tickets. That gets you tickets into the VIP oh. watch party. I don't include tickets to the game. Okay. If you include tickets with a package to stay and tickets to the game, good seats, they're probably five dimes a piece. So that adds 10,000 to the stay. Now the package to come here for the weekend is 20,000, which is. But it all rolls downhill though, right? I mean, like at CES, the same things were going on, but you could say the Flamingo was 800 a night at the Flamingo <laughs> for CES. Well, if the lower places get that. You, that's great. Like that's what sets their year up. <laughs> sets up at least the first quarter. Mm. Everybody's right now focused on the first quarter based on all the conversations we're having True. with people and everything else. Everybody's True. talking about this first quarter. Like, you know, okay. It, the, the year goes beyond March people, but this is high. This is the, and bring your wallet. Saw our friend, uh, Watts. <laughs> Emerson said he's looking for a Super Bowl ticket. And yep. I, I Sugar Daddy. He asked him if he was bringing the assless chaps. Look at that. I, he said, of course I am. Does, does a bear shit in the woods? And I was like, <laughs> are you are you expecting that to get you the ticket? Like, and it, we're not putting people up at the houses. We're not. I don't think we have too much going on. I don't think it's a good idea for anybody to stay. At my house or your house, based on what we're going to be doing, you're at the big six room. <laughs> this is this is becoming a thing. That's not the first person asked CBW. We do have a room, but I have a house, room. and I'm still not down with it. And, and I, I don't have Maddie that week. I have an empty house to myself, and I'm still not thinking. Yeah, but if, if things go as planned, we're never going to be home right anyway. Correct. So, you know, we're going to be on Radio Row. Media row, they're calling it now because it's not just radio, but correct. We'll be there and then we'll be maybe in some other places. And you know, we'll be. I, I'm seriously thinking about driving a van around and being a, 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 a mini Uber service, BVB Uber service. We'll charge, take cash only payments. Um, <laughs> and you have to have direct number to me. I'm not putting it on an app, I'm not doing all that stuff. I'll pick you up, drop you off. And I will Venmo, the, Venmo me the money. Uh, a couple of quick ones before we let go of Sirius yes. XM and sports grid here on a Monday flutter is now traded the parent company of FanDuel on the New York stock exchange. They brought Gronk out to do the Gronk spike in front of the New York stock exchange. He was in California yesterday doing yeah. the NFC championship game. So he flew straight across the country to be there in the morning to go in full Gronk FanDuel kick of destiny type of uniform yeah. to go up there and 
spike the football in front of all of the dignitaries at the New York Stock Exchange. Does this move the needle for you at all that FanDuel is now flut? F-L-U-T is the trading term for them on the New York Stock Exchange. I have to put that on my list. It was, was it F-L-U-T? <laughs> yes. Flut. F-L-U-T. Move a couple of those letters around and uh, yep. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of a word. Add an uh, S. Let me think. Hmm. That's good. Hey, uh, someday uh, I hope we're putting, uh, you know, BVB on the stock exchange. That would be that would be pretty wild. Well, Yes. I was thinking about yeah. that. I was like, what would the BVB stock exchange? I was like, BVB. B- B- okay, Matt. I, like, <laughs> I stopped real quick. I was like, you dummy. I was yeah. like, BVB. I mean, we would oh, be yeah. big B, little V, big B, B- I think, B- is where we're going to go. Like in yep. case anyone actually took the whole BVB all caps uh, yeah. moniker. But yeah, um, big deal for probably the next round of uh, funding. This is This is a big deal. This is... Well, I read a really interesting thread by our by the Craig Chick guys, the analysts over. Oh, Craft Chick, Eilers and Craft Chick. Yeah. I read yeah. a really interesting take on it about like the pros and cons of going public and the pros of cons of being on the New York Stock Exchange and like what this does for the gambling race, if you will. Uh-huh. And it does give them a really big leg up with access to capital. Like it does let them do some big things If they want to do. If flutter wants to go in big, if flutter wants to buy a property here in Vegas, this is how they do it. Of course. So it it does put them into a pretty interesting place. They could buy a property in Atlantic city. They could buy a property in Tunica. They could do, you know, go to Michigan and buy a property. there. Yeah. It gives them a lot of opportunities to be very fluid in the market to do different things, but it also puts them under the microscope. Yes. In a different way with regulations and regulators and things you must do. And if you're not publicly traded, you can be more nimble. Sometimes you can do different deals that you don't have to disclose to the public. So they thought it was a pro a pro and con situation, but if they're going to be regulated in Nevada at some point soon, this is a big day for them if they want to be licensed here. It's a step. It's another step in the process. This will be, um, see, we did this. See, we did this. See, we did this. Now we want to buy the hotel next to the new baseball stadium at the Trop and right. put a could they buy Boyd in there? What's I think, think they'd buy Boyd. No. No. I too, I, much. too much? Too big? Yeah. Boyd's gigantic. Boyd, I know. Yeah, they have they have their casino company. I know. But I just wonder, like, is that their goal? Is their goal to go outside the sports? Because part of the thread talked about the the iCasino component. Yeah. That they're going to be the number one iCasino component. They're two right now but they're going to be number one. A hundred percent. That's what it all is about. Mm. I mean, <laughs> Cuban sold the Dallas Mavericks to get a casino. Mm. Like a casino can be a very good business. You have to, you know, you have to know how to run it, pay people to run it for you. It's not for everybody, but uh, the casino business is a good business. They're, they're getting in it. There's no question. Well, they're already in it. They're in the iCasino business. I mean, the physical brick and mortar casino business. Bless you. They, they, they're going to go into a larger 
scale and be more heavily involved. So obviously, this is the yeah, that's the move. Listen, the I casinos are great. The physical locations are better for a lot of in the right places. (laughs) Right, right. Like you know, they're going to build a casino in New York City, right? Coming, our building right now. Yep. Well, it would Times be Square. a perfect place for someone to be that's there back east on the stock exchange. Fair. One more before we let go of SiriusXM and SportsGrid. Uh, MGM has teamed up with X Twitter to display odds with links to wagering, I guess an affiliate deal with Twitter with Elon Musk. Uh, how do you feel about this? Because Twitter is the one place where most of us in the gambling community for sports betting, at least we hang out the most. And so now we're going to be targeted consistently with ads and links and offers on Twitter. A lot of the opportunities that I have today are due to being on Twitter and I used it and still use it. It's a great way to communicate with people. That's not text messaging, but sometimes it feels like text messaging. You post something and then, you know, a lot of people see it. You didn't have to send a hundred times. You just post it once and once, whatever. It's a great way to group talk to individuals. I think this sucks. Why? (sighs) When you buy the message the vehicle of the message, the message gets distorted. This is what's going on in media period in life. They're buying the message, the gambling stuff, notwithstanding it's a metaphor for what's going on. Is it not? How can one company get this deal? What are we doing? We're flooded with enough ads and other crap. Now, I guess I would have to ask, what do you see Twitter X as? Is it a utility or is it an app? What's the difference? Well, if it's a utility, it's needed for society to operate and it should be untethered to companies. It shouldn't oh, be like the electric company or the gas. Pretty much it. You shouldn't be showing bias. You shouldn't be showing any type of lenient. You take ads yeah. from everyone. You don't do any special deals for BetMGM. You do that deal for all operators. So you would set up you know, maybe a gambling type of ad, but it would have the odds for the Super Bowl for every book. And you would say, hey, do you want to buy into it? All you can be listed on it. But this is an exclusive deal with one. And an app can do an exclusive deal with one as a private company yep. can say, we're going to sign the rights to being the official sports betting partner of Twitter is BetMGM, yep. which is what they did. Yep. And you're right. I think it does make people you know, go, wait, wait, what? Because what does that look like if I am going to advertise, if I'm, you know, Flutter and I'm going to advertise on Twitter, are you going to bury me? Is your algorithm going to going to bury my ad because I'm buying the ad? But like, are you going to make sure that no, that everyone sees MGM first and me second? Like, how does that work? Would you believe them anyway if they told you? (laughs) Probably not. No. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm learning so much about the media every single day with all of our meetings and this and that. And not that I'm naive, but I ask a simple question like, okay, so this is how it works. And I look at them and go, really? 
Well, what about this? And they go, oh, don't worry about that. Oh, really? Don't worry about it? That's your answer? Okay. I opened up the app on a weekend, and I saw under for you, under trending, under sports, under everything, hashtag BetMGM everything. And I saw the commercial with Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. Over and 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 over. Every time I closed it, opened it back up, it popped back up. And I was like, what a strange coincidence. How can this possibly be? I'm looking for the injury information. I'm trying to check the accounts that I rely on because we'll get to it in bonus time. Mm -hmm. But the Embiid not playing to play in and stuff with Denver was interesting and intriguing to me. And it's now basketball season and hockey season. Take us out here. We'll finish it in bonus time. More on this in bonus time. We'll talk more about it tomorrow as well. If you guys on Sirius XM and on sports grid, thank you for watching and being here. We'll talk to you guys coming up tomorrow. If you are on YouTube and on Twitter, you guys are hanging because we got bonus time. <laughs> So X needs adds money to make money. That's fine. Like the, I understand the deal. I just think that a lot of people are going to get naively roped into only using apps. The beauty of the business is the ability to shop and see what other books have, get the best numbers, right. understand why. Now, you may not understand. I take it for granted. I understand because I know most of the people working at the different joints. So like why this person is minus six while this person is minus five, I can kind of extrapolate out why, you know, and I don't know if anybody, everyone else can do that, but your ability to get gas at a gas station for $4 a gallon versus $2 and 90 cents. You can understand that. Like if you get milk, and it's six dollars a gallon over here, but it's only four fifty over here. You're going to drive the little bit extra to go get the four fifty. That's what the beauty of this business is, right? So you have to be able to use other things. I think. Do you think this is going to limit like people's perception of this industry? A no. deal like this? I don't. Uh, by the way, Benson wanted to tell us that they've already gotten the money for the Niners. They're back up to one and a half. Oh, perfect. So one was the one was the basement. <laughs> There you so, go. Yeah. Just hit refresh on my odd screen. There it is. So it's already back. It's already Thanks, back. Jeffrey. It's already back up to one and a half. So in case you're curious what the low, what the low is going to be before, you know, low is one. So Niner money already coming is already coming in here. Uh and they'll on. go to that every time they need to. Just one to back up, one to back up. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now that you know two weeks in advance, it's the best. You okay. know, that's why you put the line out Sunday night or first thing Monday morning at what you want or where you think it might be to get the bet. Now we know we don't ever Here, have to. Flip. Here's a crazy stat too, by the way, there have been 568 games in the NFL this year, including the postseason. the Ravens designed run rate on Sunday versus the chiefs ranked 563rd. That is the sixth lowest designed run rate wow. in this football season. What? The number one rush the offense in the in the entire NFL. How can that be? Right. The design run rate, meaning it was supposed to be a run, not Lamar Jackson rushing on scramble. A designed run. The sixth lowest designed run offensive game plan. That could get Todd Munkin fired. 
just saying about that. Like that is, you take a team that is built on the run and you throw, 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 throw. <laughs> and you get bounced as the one seed at home. <sighs> That's Did brutal. you see the BetMGM ad? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I don't, those ads are all, whether it be Jamie Foxx or Tom Brady, it's not for me. It's not designed to attract me. It's, it's, uh, I just can't imagine the burn for that though. It's super expensive. It's, it's the same as the FanDuel ad with Gronk. It does nothing for me. It's just, you know, how much money are you doing? What does it do for them? I have no idea, but I don't That's know what I would love to know. I know, but I, I can't tell you what a Taco Bell ad does for Devonte Adams. I don't know if I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the target market. So I can't tell you whether that's motivated me or not. They're not marketing to me. I don't buy nacho fries. So like, so whether right. Devonte Adams is doing a nacho fry and I've seen that ad a thousand times, I still haven't ordered nacho fries and he plays here, plays for the Raiders. So I, I don't know what Vince Vaughn does for, MGM. I don't know what, what Jamie Foxx does for MGM. I, I, it's not for me. So I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, and it's crazy too. The other thing that Twitter has started out as was an opinion that everybody could give for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And now, and it's not just gambling, but gambling's the microcosm we live in and the world we live in. People love to tell you what you don't know without listening to what you might know. They love to tell you that they're you're wrong and you know you don't know shit and blah 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 blah. No one ever takes the time to go, what are they saying? And I hope this doesn't narrow that into geez, all I see when I open it up is Ben MGM, Ben MGM, Ben MGM. It will. No, it's the same thing. I mean, it's... We're getting throttled. It's going to throttle it down like that? No, I think the way I perceive the big companies is I perceive it the same way I look at the big four fast food companies. It's like they're the most known. They're the most common. They'll be the most used, but there'll be markets for people like Circa and people who want to run smaller boutique type of restaurants and books that will cater to a different crowd and to a different mm -hmm. audience. And we just haven't gotten there yet. We have Circa, obviously, with Jeffrey and Ben that came on the show today. We have certain books that are doing that, Circa being probably the most pro most high profile. But there will be other books. There'll be other operations that are going to come up and say, hey, I'm going to do things differently. And I'm going to have a different approach. And I'm going to offer different things to, to to take away a certain percentage of your market share because I can survive on 2% of what you guys have. Right. That's all I got to carve out. I Sounds like out. you're talking about a certain show that I'm... I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's what I think we've talked about a lot in terms of the people we talk to and the shows right. that we present, the topics we do. And I, I think there's... I, I understand what MGM is doing. I understand what Flutter is doing. I understand what DraftKings is doing. I, 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 but I think there's going to be some big conversations about what the future of the business is going to look like. Mm. Because are you just going to go to the 25-year-old gambler who wants to do a six-leg parlay? If that's going to be the base of your business, I think there will be people who have been gambling, people of your age or higher who have been gambling for a long time, who have deep pockets, who are going to want to gamble at places that aren't going to market to six leg parlay players, better odds, better prices. They know your name. 
the more people get educated, the more people will shop. I would agree with that 100%. Because they're not they're not doing it the right way. They're not doing it with the right software, and they're not doing it with the long-term intention. They're doing it with a very short-term intention. And again, I only know that because I look at everything. I've talked to a lot of these people. You said it on Twitter. <laughs> that was funny. Made me laugh um, about, you know, the public money doesn't move things. If you listen to people in the gambling media and you tagged me mm-hmm. and I laughed and I was like, they don't listen. No, they, no. Cause, they, cause the first comment underneath was they laughed at you. The, they said, right. right like, said, like he knows. Yeah. And the big companies. Well, like, yeah. Oh, I, again, and the big companies have looked me right in the eye and told me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've had people tell me for 30 years in the business that I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I just say, okay. I can't convince someone that doesn't want to listen, right? We've had people come to us with like personal issues. We've offered to help. If you don't want to help yourself, you can't, you can't do anything. And this is, this is, again, we're in a space where it's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Well, how do you know? I just am saying it's 95%. This is what's going to happen. We'll see. But I just don't think it's the right way to get your business all rounded up. And I think you can spend a lot less with people that know a little bit and can bring a little bit more to the table. That they don't want an educated public. Well, that's they don't want. That's the problem. We want to talk to people, the people who want to watch this show, the people who want to sponsor this show want an educated public. That is antithetical to what many of these companies are interested in. Oh, I got to get the glasses back on because I okay, you may that they, they don't want. If you shop, if you run a fast food restaurant, okay, a big, big, big box store, fast food restaurants, over six billion served. The last thing you want is a documentary on how your food is made. Mm. They want. They don't want you to. They don't want to see the pink goo that turns into your chicken nuggets. Pink goo. Yes, that's what it is. They don't want that. They want nothing. They, they they don't want that to show you how you get to minus 110 there. Like they don't want to have that conversation because they'd rather not disclose it. It's better if you don't. All they want you to do is, does it taste good? Oh, it tastes good. We're all good, right? Yeah. That's what they want. So yes, I mean, the, 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 Education of the public is a gigantic conversation point because the more educated the public is, the less they're going to do four and five and 10 game parlays. I said, you can tell a kid not to smoke and they're going to smoke. You can Correct. tell a kid not to drink and they're going to drink. Sometimes right. you can tell them till they're blue in the face. It doesn't mean that because we tell you don't do parlays, kids are going to do parlays. Of course they are until they realize that they've done or they've drank. 10, 10 nights in a row and they're failing out of school and they've gained 30 pounds. They got to change something in their life. There's got to be a balance. Correct. In I mean, parlay is not bad. I parlayed last night. Yeah. You can parlay. I'm not saying right. parlays are bad. It's the way you do it. It's how right. yes. I ate. I ate McDonald's three days ago. If I ate it th- every day for the next 30 days, something would be wrong. So it's everything in moderation in life, literally yeah. everything, alcohol, cannabis, sex, everything is moderation that, in life. I've said this so many times. I mean, the book life is in this gambling up and down. Right? It's a metaphor for life. 
Yeah. And I think we both have a unique perspective of the places we've been, the things we've been through. I almost freaking died. I had a stroke and I woke up and had that like life moment. You went through and are still going through a divorce and things and being a single dad. And that's just the two of us. Like I got three kids, all girls raising in Vegas. And now one's in New Jersey going to college. One is going to UNLV and one is in fourth grade. Like (laughs) you're going to ask us or tell us how to be a dad of a girl. Like we're learning. I ain't no expert, but I might know a few things, but I will be the first one to ask all the guys in the chat. Like, why didn't you tell me it was going to be like this when I dropped my kid off across the country? You should have told me. And they're like, oh, no, I didn't want to tell you it was bad. Yeah, it's hard. Life is hard. The gambling's hard. Like, but we, well, at some point, somebody's going to say some shit about us and that's fine. They already do. That's mean, fine. They already do. I, what do we decide at some point? They already do. <laughs> no, like really like come at us. You know, they like, already do. And they already will. And they will. They just say most most of it's in private, but they do. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, you don't see as much as I do. I get listen. I get it all the time. <laughs> that's fine. It just it is what it is. But I can look myself in the in the mirror and not feel guilty, bad, sad, or anything about it because I know in my heart what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I'm not perfect. I'm not saying my I should live. I'm trying to live a perfect life. Hell to, no. You know, be, be some like, you know, symbol or some like martyr for what's going on. I just think there's certain things going on in the space that need to be talked about because oh. well, in a lot of ways, I've learned it through watching myself become more educated through talking with you, talking with other people in the industry, doing multiple hours and hours and hours of podcasting and talking and betting every single day and learning about the way these things are being done and going like, wait a minute, <laughs> like this doesn't look right. Like how are you guys actually doing this and getting away with it? Like how are you not offering real odds and how are you guys allowing, you know, saying that you're DFS and you're gambling and we know you're gambling. And it's like, uh, I mean, look, I, I, the number one advertiser right now in the space are these companies who are doing DFS disguised as sports betting and, and or sports, sorry, sports betting disguised as DFS. Excuse me, flip it around. And we say that. Yeah, there's no way anyone's going to come to us and say, "Let's sponsor that show." <laughs> like, just doesn't it doesn't mean. But I'm more comfortable saying I'm good because I can look myself in the mirror and I don't have to lie to you guys in our audience and be like, "Hey, did you know you get 25 times your money if you do a six leg you know, prop parlay?" Put it in a prop calendar. You're like, "Well, fuck, Matt, it should be a 480." Why are you telling me to do 25 times? It's supposed to be 48 times my money. Well, guys, you know, it's just, I'm just, I'm just trying to do what the sponsor says. We vet our standard to work with us or uh, alongside us or like we put people through ringers. I mean, me, especially, I can't, I can't advocate something that I don't think people will believe in. My credibility is too important to me and the life of this show and you is way too important to me to take some hand out small bag of money, whatever offer. Right. If, if it's, we tried it. We did. People For come at us a month. affiliate deals and, yeah. and, you know, um, promo codes and things like that. And we've gone. Yeah, we did. We tried sport. Yeah. I mean, look at, if you guys, I'm not going to go through the, the sponsors, you know them. If you go back in the history of this show, you know, the sponsors that we have tried to bring on, and they're not here anymore for a reason, <laughs> like for them or us, and sometimes mutual where it just, it didn't work. 
it, it wasn't meant for us. It didn't feel right. It didn't fit with what we were trying to do. Yeah. It didn't fit with the audience, you know, and then the ones that come back and the ones that are a part of it and the ones that you'll see consistently with us. Those are the partners that understand what we are doing. Yep. And they're not asking us to do anything that's trying to hoodwink anybody. It's just, this is what they are. This is what they do. This is what they sell. Like that's easy. <laughs> you know, that, that's what we do. You know, that's simple. That's it. That's it. Before we get too long, we've got to get into it. Bet it or Can I read one comment real quick? Absolutely. April Leslie said, what you guys are doing for the gambling community is awesome. That's the reason I live you guys so much. LOL. We live you too, April. You have to be here on Friday to get the joke. <laughs> that's an inside joke from Friday. Sticky keys or that's on purpose. I don't know. Remember to stick the keys. From we'll, we'll, we'll bring back the meat. We're not bringing back the sticky keys. The, the, the sticky keys though. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not bringing those things back. Wiggly <laughs> keys. What the, you don't even sticky say keys. whatever, whatever words that he was putting together <laughs> and talking about what he had to do. All right. Houston, number four team in the country. They are on the road at Texas tonight, catching five. I'm not sure where the number has gone here, but I'm taking the home dog. It fits my road loss home dog trend. And I just think Houston's not great on the road. They've lost two times in the Big 12 already. And Texas plays almost identical to Houston. Houston wins. Texas covers. Better to book it. Bet it. You very rarely will have me tell you to book it when you are taking a home dog in college <laughs> basketball from now right. until March. <laughs> like right. Just a little like hint ahead yeah. of time when you guys are listening to the juice. And it's the night before, and then you come on here. We appreciate you doing. Mm -hmm. If Pete Rod has a home dog in college basketball <laughs> during the week, especially, you can pretty much, I'll be about an 80 percenter, <laughs> maybe 90 percenter. Bet it. Yes. Yeah, I'm good. This is the only good college game to watch tonight. Are there, are Dude, Virginia Tech's not a good game. No. Really. The line's only three. It's okay. I know. I I, I don't. Vatek plays. Both these games are going to be unders. Both these games are, are under and boring, unfortunately. But at least it's a chance to watch an in-state rivalry <laughs> with Texas and Big 12. Houston-Texas game is 130. Wow, that's good. 132. It was 129 last night, so it ticked up a point. Uh, 130 and a half. I just clicked refresh. So, so it's good. It's ticking up. It's 146 and dropping. Yeah, both of them are. Or unders. I'm going to take the eight. I know it's a big number, but Boston has lost back-to-back -back home games. Wait, wait, wait. You're laying or taking? Laying. laying oh, eight. you said taking the eight. Sorry. I was like, you're taking well, a I'm laying, laying the eight. Sorry. I'm laying, laying the eight with the Celtics. No. 24-point yeah. loss in back-to-back -back games for the Pelicans. Oh, come on. Celtics are pissed off. They lost by 19 points to the Clippers in their last home game. Oh. This, is, this is a get-right spot for Boston. Big number, but Boston wins big. Better to book it. This is... I, I I can't. It's only the day after Super Bowl. I can't do a B squared play. But why is this line not ten? It should be ten. They're gonna they're gonna blow this team up. Bet it. Yeah, I like Bet it. it. Denver minus four tonight against Milwaukee. This number has not moved, but I think Denver when they play, Denver's covered one time in the last six games against Boston <laughs> on the road. When they play the top teams on the East, I think this is where Denver actually clicks in. And goes to work. Yeah. Uh, this is Doc's first game, by the way, coaching. I this is, oh. Doc is making his debut tonight. I thought he already made his debut, no? Okay. No, I just saw it scrolling across oh, the okay. when we were doing the show. I thought he did over the weekend, too. I guess he did yeah. not. 
Um, I don't know. Flip a coin. I'll say bet it. I don't love it. I, 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 the Celtics is the play. Okay. Big business or only super chat to be answered here. 11 days till pitchers and catches report. Ranger fans looking forward to getting back. Going defending that championship that they won last year. Baseball is, it's amazingly enough, baseball is right around the corner. Doesn't yes, it feel is. like it really across the country, but um, here in Vegas, it was 70 yesterday. It's 68 today. Yeah, Gorgeous. it's nice right now. And then when everybody comes for the Super Bowl, it's going to be frigid and cold and wet. <laughs> Different things like that. Like Everybody came for the F1 and went, I didn't know it got this cold here. But yes, it does. Yeah, yeah we're not out of it yet. Um, it does for us because we're a baseball softball family. This, this, this is the rhythm of life for us yeah. right after the NFC and AFC championships is when we would start heavy with, you know, we'd have a tournament for, uh, that same Valentine's day yep. and all that other stuff. And Kylie's texting about, you know, she's got, she's going to North Carolina this weekend to play. Woo-hoo. Let's go. Here. So, yeah, it feels like it to me. You it's still far away from right? Baseball? No, yeah. no. I'm 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 you're, starting. You're you're starting to get in. The only, it now? the only problem is my team's going to suck again. So if my team was going to be good, then I might actually be even more excited about it. Well, but pitchers, nope. pitchers and catchers were supposed to be like pitchers. I mean, look, we're really close to the unofficial only holiday that is celebrated in Boston called Truck Day. Truck Day. Truck. Truck Day is close. Truck Day is when all of the spring training gear leaves Fenway and drives. It's a media event. Media covers it for real. Fans hang out outside. It's a big damn day in Boston. Really? Truck day is a big deal in new England. Yeah. When, when that thing, that's like our, you guys have puck Sunny Phil and you got groundhog day in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have truck day. That's ours. Truck day is what we celebrate in new England. It's the, it's a, it, we know that winter is going to end soon. Red Sox baseball is around the corner. That's, that's, baseball that's, suck again next year. Awesome. <laughs> it's awesome when the team's good. The team sucks. So it's going to be another really boring summer for the Red Sox, but I'm getting ready for baseball. I'm, I'm looking forward to baseball. I was, I accomplished my goal last year of betting for six straight months and I did not lose money. That's a hell of a grind. <laughs> we had to work out of a hole and then come back. And then I bet for six straight months, oh, I did not else. lose money in baseball last year. So that's my goal again. It didn't go bad that, that yeah, probably eight, eight, 10 yep. days you'd have finished up, a, you know, yeah, double digit five or six. Yeah. So that, that's like my goal. My, my goal is my goal is going to be yeah. to not lose money again, but betting baseball. <laughs> that's, right. that's the goal, but it was fun. It's always fun. I mean, Shohei on the Dodgers will be a lot of fun. I mean, there's going to be some really interesting opportunities to bet again. Teams on the run line, Dodgers on the road. I mean, I, I don't know. As oh, a trend better. I didn't know this. This truck day thing, they do this with the Cubs. They do ah, this with, uh, they do know this that. with Toronto, too. I okay. didn't know that. Okay. I, did not, I did not Toronto. Well, Strange. They never really did it in Pittsburgh. I wonder, <laughs> I, I, wonder why. I love the Pirates, but I, I don't know. So, favorite thing about today is what? Um. Well, I had on the, the Orioles hat earlier, and I got the Kansas City jersey on, and somebody said that was the 2014 ALCS, and I didn't even realize that. But it took me back 10 years ago Ooh. to my favorite thing about today. 10 years ago yesterday was when Kendall was born. Wow. And so I think she, I said happy birthday to your daughter before you did. 
She was at my house when one a.m. on that Thursday. Right. I was texting. <laughs> I, I I actually called at midnight. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, there Kelsey, you go. because I said, "Have you talked to P. Raw yet?" She said, "No." And I said, "Okay, what time did he say?" And she said, "Twelve thirty. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, well, happy birthday, Kendall. Hi, Maddie." And they were like, "Goodbye. We're busy." Oh, were they ever, man? You should see my house when I showed up. <laughs> Were this they is, ever busy? This bomb is, went off in this house between the two of the three of them. Kendall was like, or Kelsey was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, you're watching my daughter. She's alive. We're good. Don't worry. About house. <laughs> they had fun. Yeah, they did. They, they, they stayed up all night. Literally. It, literally. Like, I mean, they rolled in here late and two 30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a long night, but anyhow, um, it, it brought on all these memories of pictures and, Kylie did an unbelievable Snapchat picture message montage for her sister that made everyone in the house cry. It was great, but it reminded me of, so I went back and I looked and I was like, holy crap. The Super Bowl was Ravens Niners that year. Like weird. So it was a Monday night and Pitt played Duke in basketball. They were getting points. Somebody actually posted the score. Yeah, Pitt, Duke uh, beat Pitt, right? Right. Blew them out. Like, they, Pitt didn't cover. I remember I was watching it, and then it got away a little in the second half, and I passed out. And Jessica hit me on the shoulder and said, baby's coming. We got to go. And my first thing was, looked at the screen, and it was game was over. And I'm like, what was the final score to Pitt game? And she's like, I'm having the baby. <laughs> Let's go. It was your third one, your old hat now. And that's what I was like. I was like, so what's the, like right now she goes, listen, the pains are coming. We got to get, because Kelsey was induced. You know, we went, it was there all afternoon. The third one, right? she got that pain. We went to the hospital. We waited a little while and then boom, the baby shot out. Like it was, you know, <laughs> right. everything was so easy. Um, But it was a Monday night. We went to the hospital. We had her Tuesday morning at three or four in the morning. And then I took Kylie to school. She she stayed up all night, waited to see her little sister. She went to school. Kelsey took the day off. Nice. It was Super Bowl week. And I was like, what do I do? There it is, CBW, 80 to 65. Pitt did not cover. There's no <laughs> question that Pitt did not cover. I remember that. Um, Duke had a big second half. It was <laughs> – Duke did have a big second half. Put me right to sleep. I had Pitt that day. Anyhow um, – it was Super Bowl week, and I'm in a book. I'm in a book business. And they're like, well, you're not taking any days off, are you? It's your third kid. Well, I mean, I could have pulled the move, you know, paternity and use all Yeah, that right, stuff. legal. <laughs> yeah, I could I'm have. Legal. Instead, we got out of the hospital Wednesday. I took Wednesday off. My days off were Monday, Tuesday. I took Wednesday off, and then I worked the whole week. Because it was Super Bowl week in Vegas. And it all mm. came around that 10 years ago, my daughter was born. Super Bowl week. We're, I live in Vegas, work in Vegas, and it's the biggest week ever. In two weeks or next week is Super Bowl week. We're having the game in Las Vegas. Vegas, right? I'm having all of these thoughts and all of these things and all of these stories of all working in Vegas and what it was like literally to take a million dollars in cash bet multiple times 
finish my shift and go home and change diapers. Like it's all coming around and I just can't believe it. So my favorite thing about today is that my youngest daughter Mm. turned 10. It's the last one. I can 100% guarantee a bet. I will not be having any more kids. (laughs) Done. Kaput. No more title shots. Lock it up. It ain't happening. Okay. Mm. But it's really cool to see it now. All like people, you know, I got a text last night. Can you believe the Super Bowl's in your city? And as a kid who grew up in Pittsburgh and lived in Curacao and moved back and then moved to Phoenix and was living in Phoenix, but not while they had a Super Bowl there. And we got to experience it last year. And my sisters and mom live in a Super Bowl, you know, city. Mm. We live in Las Vegas now, and there's going to be a Super Bowl here. We got people coming. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I was going to say, my favorite thing about today, I was on the strip both Thursday night and Saturday night, and it really did hit me that, like, I've never lived in a city. Like, Houston hosted Super Bowls, but when I lived there, they never hosted it. Right. That was the only city I lived in that had a consistent presence with a sporting event like that. When I moved to Houston, it was the year after they did the final four with the uh, Butler half court bank shot that almost went. So I missed that. And then I ended up just driving around and being on the strip and like looking and being like, they're building so many structures. Like this is crazy. Like there is going to be so many big parties here in Vegas that I don't know what the next, you know, I don't know what the week will be like. That's all I got to say, because it's unlike in Arizona and in LA, there wasn't this concentration where everything was going to be right in the same area. The game, the lodging, the parties. Phoenix was spread out. We had the the golf tournament. We had downtown. We had Scottsdale. Like they had all these different things all over the place. LA was the same thing. There were different parts of LA that had different things going on. We are talking about basically like a three-mile radius where everything is going to be going on outside the teams practicing. The game is on the other side of the strip. (laughs) The Mandalay Bay, where the NFL fan experience is one on the strip. Excalibur, Luxor, all all the media is staying. That's right on the strip. Caesars, all all that. Yeah, I mean, Wynn is constructing across the street in front of Resorts World between the mall and Resorts World. They are constructing a monster I don't know what it's going to be, but it is a huge venue that they are building temporary structure to throw this gigantic, huge deal for their parties. Yep. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm really, I'm happy that it's here. I'm happy that we're now, we know the matchup and it's, it's really go time. I mean, it's been a three year conversation. You and I have been talking about this week for three years for what's going to happen. I, so that's true too. We talked about this and said, we got three West Coast Super Bowls. We got to figure out a way to get to the first one. We did. We had Pat McAfee on and all the boys, and we had Michael Buffer on. We had the list of roster of people that we had was unreal. Mm. It, it was like, wow, we could do this again. We went to Arizona, same thing. And now we got a home game. I can't say we're going to New Orleans next year because that's where the Super Bowl is. I'm focused on the next two weeks. We got to figure out how to stay stay sharp. I'm going to say this: New Orleans is my is is in my top three for favorite season in this country. We'll be there. Okay, I flip and love New Orleans. 
I love that city. I would do everything in my power. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, but we're going to, we're, we're going. I love New Orleans. It's so fun. I'll eat my weight in gumbo jambalaya, Sazeracs, and slow gin fizzes. Won't be sober the whole damn time. I can't wait. It'll be so fun. So, yes, mark it down. I told you that three years ago. We're going to all three. We're going to four. Going to next year's. Okay. Thank you for being here, boys and girls. We got a lot of fun coming at you guys all week. We're going to talk to bookmakers and people in Vegas about what's happening in the Super Bowl in Vegas all week long. It's going to be a fun show. Stick with us. Matt, Dave, back tomorrow for BVB.